Ladies and gentlemen, this is FFGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast. The cool part, the reason why I got that, the cool part is because once, if we ever don't have COVID in the world, which who knows, probably will, mm. but it's, it's going to be COVID forever. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'd like to like take that to tournaments and do interviews on the spot because you can put this little uh, the foam on on the end, yeah, and, uh, and use it as a recorder. It's pretty good for that. Yeah, brothers. Yeah, my quality is pretty good, and right. they on like blue yeti snowballs. <laughs> yeah, no what magic you got going over there, man? <laughs> yeah, the, I dude, I used the yeti for seven years, yeah, but then yeah. it it like it died on me. You could tell. Like, yeah. I remember I listened to the first podcast I ever did in Florida, the TMP number one. I listened to that, yeah. and then I listened oh, to man. like the last one that I was gonna do in 2019. And I could tell that the mic has deteriorated just with age. I mean, it was just not sounding the same. So I was like, yeah, it's, that's about as good as it gets now. So I had to, I had to upgrade for this thing. Here we are, FGC Hollywood, episode 38. <laughs> I had to look. Yeah. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you all sticking around with us for your fighting game news, topics, uh, current events. And if this is your first time listening, welcome, welcome. This is FGC Hollywood. My name is Max Splicer. I am one of your hosts of this program. I am joined, as always, by my good friend and other half of this show, Pringle the One. Pringle, how are you doing, sir? Doing pretty good, man. Pretty good. Doing all right. Doing all right. All right. It's a, it's a nice... Man, it's cold out. I don't know how Oregon is. Missouri oh, is cold. Man, it's man. winter. It's winter now. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just skipped the whole season, man. <laughs> man. Yes. How, like, how cold are we talking? Here, it's like... The cold is, it don't really get cold in Oregon. It's just super rainy. Like, man, it's been like raining nonstop, it feels like, for the last two weeks. So, uh, but it rain, it rains a lot out here, man. But, I mean, it doesn't get, it doesn't really get any, sometimes it'll get around the, like, 40s sometimes. But right now, I think it's just 50-ish, yeah, in the 50s. Hmm, you're lucky. We're uh we're starting to get flurries, so snow is coming. Oh my god! And when I go to work, cause I work early, uh, when I go to work, it's like below freezing, so it's like 30, yeah, 29. Yeah, yeah, I gotta go out there with my ice scraper. I'm like, ah. Yeah, I got- <laughs> dude. I, I, I'll be honest with you, man. I uh, when I was in Colorado for a bit, I'm not really a fan of like the snow and ice, cause here it doesn't really snow. Like it'll snow maybe like a couple times, mm-hmm. a couple days out of the year, but. Not really a fan of that. I like that in Oregon you can get that season with all, all the snow, but I know some people really like the snow, but man, living in that crap sucks ass, dude. Like scraping the the, uh, the car and you, you got to look how long your car going to take, depending on how old your car. That boy, I'm all freaking shaking when you. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst. I, I've lived in the Midwest for so long. I've been through so many winters. I wish I could move into a place like a state that doesn't really have harsh winters because you know i've lived in all the crappy ones like michigan iowa missouri i've lived in florida for a bit but that's its own can of worms right like that's its own yeah. Uh, yeah. but if i could find a state that doesn't have a harsh winter i would definitely trade it for rain i mean i'll take rain if i could live in the pacific northwest man I'd i do mean, all day. yeah uh, my understanding is outside of like maybe some parts in california uh, i think washington gets colder um Oregon is pretty, pretty well where like, it's not that cold, man. I, I mean, like I go out with my hoodie and shorts, like everywhere, man, like even during winter and the coldest I think it gets is probably somewhere in like the thirties, 
but still doesn't get that cold. And when it it just rains so much, like the rainy season is basically everything from like the end of of October all the way to March. Damn. So I mean, if you're a person that doesn't like a lot of rain, and like not, right now, it's really it's it reminds me of like when I lived in England, where like the sun was only around for a couple of hours of the day. The sun will go down out here right now at like five thirty six. Same, yeah. And it, and it, yeah, yeah. So and then it's only up for a short period of time, but mm. it gets so rainy and foggy that it's like you won't see the sun like that thing. Like I think like a seasonal depression is probably a real thing out here because of the lack of sun that you get living out here. But if you don't care about that stuff, man, it ain't that much. Of it. Like for me, I don't really care too much about it. I don't like you know. I'm like I'm a freaking. I, I, I'm like those. Those those toes living in the darkness, bro. Oh, no. <laughs> living in the darkness, chilling, man. But like, yeah, it can be kind of uh, tiring in that. But I really I like the weather. It just rains a lot. Like sometimes mm. that can be kind of annoying. But summer, because summer this year was really good, man. Really, really great summer. Only out of the whole summer, there was only three days where the weather got like almost like up to the hundreds. Damn. Three days. That's it. Out of like a whole three ass three months, a couple mm. rainy days here and there, but perfect. I mean, if you if you're in the garden, come down to Oregon. Everything freaking grows, man. You can, you go to like a Japanese garden out here, bro. You'll see like bamboo, uh, freaking sakura trees, and, and and all kinds of green, all kinds of stuff over here. So I think it's uh, it makes me appreciate the outdoors out here more. But it just rains a lot. It's, yeah. it's the only problem outside of that weather is pretty good it doesn't get too hot doesn't get too cold it is beautiful over there i've been to oregon once in my life when i was working yeah. my traveling job i went to bend and yeah and all bend is real nice from what i heard yeah. i had to, i had to go do an inspection there and i i flew in and it, yeah it was beautiful yeah. i almost did like a, few, a bunch of inspections and uh i did one in british columbia and then i did one in spokane and seattle and i did one in bend so i spent like uh like two weeks in the pacific northwest and i was like this is sick i wish i could afford it <laughs> I totally yeah, it is. well bend i will say is much more on the expensive side that's mm -hmm. a real expensive i hear it's real nice i want to take a trip there one of these days or mm -hmm. go to mount hood or something um but yeah, Bend is just, I heard it's real nice. I mean, it's got the last blockbuster, too. You go up in there and get some some, hey. some movies like the OG days, man. Yeah, yeah. You can't do that no more, man. I kind of miss that, man. Yeah, I know. They, they would have, like, a blockbuster would have, like, sometimes, because I remember getting games from there, and sometimes they would have, like, a combination where you get your, your movie, your Little Caesars Pizza, and I I think, so, like, candy or something like that. You, that's, and that was your movie night, man. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? That was it. What no, no, more man. do you need? I mean, that's that's right. a Friday right there. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, well, sick. We got a lot to talk about. Um, mm -hmm. Before we get to the show, I just want to remind our listeners that they can support the show. I forgot to say it last week, but that was because we were so excited about coming back. Episode 37 was a <laughs> uh, but Everybody, we, we're in. Yeah, <laughs> I know. We got, we got some really kind messages, too, on YouTube, um, some on Discord, and some on uh, Twitter as well about the return of the show they they missed having FGC Hollywood around so it is it is nice to see um but yeah you can support the show on patreon.com I actually have been working on FGC Hollywood plus which is the supplemental show that I do um probably by monthly which is a twice a month uh exclusive to patreon outside of the interviews which will go on YouTube eventually uh, later um but yeah patreon.com slash forward FGC Hollywood 
Patrons will receive, we're back to Hollywood Mail, so patrons will receive priority in that, where if they submit their questions, they get read because they support the show um, and all the other perks. So you can check out uh, that for more FGC Hollywood stuff. But this is FGC Hollywood episode 38. We got a lot on the docket. I love our topic of the week. I w- I've been wanting to talk about this for a while, but uh, we got to get to some news first. First thing first, um, we talked about this before the show started. My internet is bunk. It's so awful. <laughs> I have three upload, which is not good. If you're a YouTuber or if you're uploading any sort of thing, you don't want three upload. It's uh, It took me 15 hours to upload the, the video portion of the podcast. I left it up all night. Right before I was going to work that Monday, I was like, oh, wow, it's done. But I kept checking like throughout the night if I you know, was waking up. I woke up at like 5 in the morning, and it's, it was 82%. I was like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> it's bad, Man, dude. man. The good thing is that you can just let it go and then just do your own thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that does suck, man. I went sometimes to sleep. I ha- <laughs> Before I had it where it would get 98, and it'd be like, whatever. And I'm like, bro, it took me so long for that. So YouTube has two parts when you upload something. You have the uploading phase, and then you have um, the, uh, I forget what they're calling, not compressing, but like they're, they have to like, check it check the video before they can put it on there so it takes a while and you don't really know how long it's going to take for it to to finish that process but uh yeah it took it took a long time and i don't know when we're done with this after i edit this bad boy this could be a a 24-hour turnaround man i don't (laughs) know about this upload speed (laughs) it's bad it's so bad that i have to vpn to seattle to be able to speak with you through discord i gotta trick the internet gods to be like oh no no i'm actually really close to oregon (laughs) so that's that but hopefully it's temporary i'm i'm looking at uh at places we actually get fiber here in the st louis area so i'll be going from one extreme to another i'll be going from three upload 20 download to a thousand download and like 300 uploads so that that that'll that'll help a lot um that's crazy when, when I move. So I can't wait for that, but I don't want to move in the winter. So we're going to just have to suffer for the, through this. Yeah, probably not the best. No. Icy, icy roads, right? Yeah. So uh, I don't want to do that. Um, the other little thing, I started a clips channel. I actually started months ago. We just never uploaded anything because we've been on hi- hiatus. <laughs> uh, clips channel is just, I kind of wanted to do it because it's funny. We'll take little excerpts from the podcast and uh, put it put it on the clips channel the first clip is you <laughs> the reaction that you gave me to when i asked you if you have any interest in spongebob fighter and you're like what <laughs> hell no <laughs> <It's salted. laughs> yeah so uh that's on youtube it's just called fgc hollywood clips if you want to check it out it only has one video so i'll populate that the more podcasts we do also it's, it'll be good for like when we start doing tournaments and lobby nights maybe i'll have obs mm-hmm. running or if I stream it or whatever, I'll put that stuff on there. So it's just fun little content to do for the community mostly. Um, like I said earlier at the top of the show, FGC Hollywood Plus. By the time people are listening to this, FGC Hollywood Plus, which is content in the FGC, will already be up on Patreon. So uh, that'll be up. I actually have it all written down. I just got to record it, edit it, button it together, and that's going to be good for Patreon. Um, I'm going to be talking about um, content within the last 10 years. Uh, and fighting games, mostly from my lens, because when I got into the FGC, and I'm sure 
you as well, you know, we had things like Excellent Adventures and Team Spooky and Winston Night Fights and all that stuff. Good stuff. And now we have different things, which I think is a lot of what I've noticed, just a small teaser to that project, to that little podcast or whatever. Content has gotten shorter. Uh, we used to get a lot of longer content, which I mean, this podcast, right, that we do long form content. But the FGC is more into shorter content, like, you know, stream clips or um, stream archive videos where like it's all cut together nicely into like, you know, you get a three hour stream into a seven minute video. So, yeah, content in the FGC has definitely gotten shorter. And I wonder if that's true for just content in general or if the FGC is special. And I'm not sure, but I would assume that it's just a trend online to do shorter content because of attention spans. Fish brains, bro. <laughs> We're, Fish getting brain. We're getting We're dumber. We're getting dumb. <laughs> For sure. Uh, before we get to the actual fighting game news stuff, uh, a couple of corrections. Last week, I said... Uh, we're going to try to do at least three podcasts a week. No. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're doing... I didn't catch that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't catch that either. <laughs> uh, I meant three podcasts a month. So we're, we record weekly, but let's say, you know, by Wednesday, my show notes are two pages. I'll just, you know, reach out to Pringle and be like, hey, let's skip this week. Let's go back the next week. Hopefully we got something. And I'll let people on Discord. That's why you got to join the FGC Hollywood Discord because you'll know. So when you're at the warehouse picking up cases, you're looking for FGC Hollywood. We're like, hey, what the hell? These guys didn't record. It was like, well, we skipped this week. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 yeah. so that's uh, that's what we're trying to do. Three shows in a month. If it's really slammed, we'll do four. But uh, yeah, that's that's it. Um, also, we are the bearers of bad news. We talked about the Steam Deck last week, and of course, it gets delayed from 2021 <laughs> to 2022. Sorry. <laughs> I just laughed when I saw that, man. I was like, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. That's a bummer. Um, remember what people were saying about the TMP curse? Everybody who I had on TMP did like <laughs> some wacky shit like after they were on. <laughs> Even the Steam Deck, man. Even the Steam Deck has the TMP curse on Hollywood. So my bad. Uh, I didn't mean to delay that thing. Um, and last but not least, I did want to talk more about Melty Blood Type Lumina, but I, I didn't get to it. To be honest, I had kind of a, a tiring week at work, mostly mentally. So every time I came back, I was just working on show notes, kind of chilling. Didn't get to play a lot of anything, really. I played a couple of um, strive matches with Hollywood, a little bit of KI with Hollywood. But uh, not too much Melty, so hopefully next week I can play a little bit more Melty. We can talk a little more about that. Um, but yeah, that'll have to, to wait another week. So those are the corrections for this week. And now we can get to some news. Round one, FGC News. Pringle, this is your favorite game. I know it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid Season 4 update. So on November 9th, 2021, Enway revealed the upcoming Poissandra, I hope I said that right, character trailer showcasing the villainous wife in action before her official release of the game, which is set to November 16th, 2021, which is in three days as of recording of this podcast. Uh, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid Season 4 Pass is already available to purchase on all platforms with its first character, Adam Park, already available to play, and Rita Repulsa joining the three roster additions as the final DLC in December. Now, here's the cool part. 
the season pass is currently on Steam for just under $5. It's like $4.97. So three characters for about five bucks. Um, and that's as of November 13th, 2021. So by the time you're listening to this, maybe it won't be a deal on Steam anymore. But as we're recording this, it is. Unfortunately, if you're on PlayStation, you got to shell out the $15 reduce because Sony loves money and they do not love you. <laughs> so yeah. stay free, Sony people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about that? Season four for Power Rangers, man. This game is always under the radar. But you know what's cool about this game? is that it doesn't really mind that it's a small player and like it's a small fish in a big pond because it just does its thing it's quiet about it but the people that play it really like it and it's almost like a like a pseudo marvel for like a smaller community so it's it's cool that they had got that i mean season four also i know rita repulsa i used to watch power rangers she's the <gasps> she's the actual like i think main villain at least in the you know how power rangers has multiple different series oh, i guess yeah. In the series that I watched, I recognize her. So Rita's cool. She's like evil and stuff. Well, is it that yeah, yeah, yeah. that's actually kind of dope when I right? saw that they uh they're they're putting her in the game, right? Mm-hmm. So she's one of the main actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's she, that is really cool, I mm-hmm. think, because it's it's almost like based off the actor in a way, too. Yeah. That's the cool part about that. So yeah, I really do appreciate what they're doing with that game it, it's dope like not my cup of tea but really cool with all the stuff they're doing with that game because they keep putting in content they keep it, it's a power rangers uh fever dream really a fan fever dream for power rangers when you think about it man so if you're a power rangers fan and you like fighting games too that game it's perfect it's not even that hard either it's 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 very simple with how you go about it it's really good i i, I saw some brothers get like man they get destroyed though that game oh why yeah. do your ass man like people go in because it's a team it's an assist game so whew, i've seen some nasty stuff on that game man i thought we were friends <laughs> i can't yeah, get that yeah, out of my I head thought we, i thought we were friends <laughs> why right? would you do that yo shout out to sonic soul i don't know the guy personally but hey if if sonic soul ever watches this man you need to talk to somebody man like that that ain't right. Like I saw those clips on Twitter, and that dude, you know, uh, I've never been so sad after playing a fighting game online. I could understand like you know Punk or Tokido losing at Evo and crying because that's a big deal. But come on, man, you gonna lose a, a set online and, and react like that? Like you need to get you need to get checked out. The good thing though is that with fight sticks, they're kind of. Then there's another clip of him throwing out the fight stick, <laughs> yeah. but I would say that fight sticks are kind of hard to toss. The game you control, man. I don't know what it is, but you just need to launch it onto somebody's mm. head, man. <laughs> that shit's a boomerang, too. You throw it hard enough, it comes right back to you. <laughs> there's a clip of some dude playing, and it's like a in a Spanish place, and, and the dude who beats him in nailing, and, and he's like, and he gets it, he's like, bam, bangs that thing, he throws the controller, oh, oh, I and seen then that. Like, you see that? Yo, I think, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, he hit it so hard, hit it like a mic. <laughs> yo, yo, my man definitely damaged this guy's skull with that throw, man. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. I'm over here to throw the freaking mic, because he's got me laughing so hard. God damn. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty funny though, man. Hilarious, dude. Hilarious. You know the the match between Sanford Kelly and uh, Rico Suave, the old man. I mean, this uh, is if you're a boomer in the FGC, you know what I'm talking about. Um, I remember watching that, and for the longest time, I think they change venues now, 
But for the longest time, NLBC, when they were in that old venue, they never repaired that little dent in the wall that Sanford did when he threw his stick <laughs> because it was like a piece of the arcade, right? I think they, ever since they changed venues, obviously the dent's no longer there. But it was so cool because every time they had NLBC fight night, Street Fighter 4, they would zoom into the dent in the wall. That's where Sanford Kelly threw his stick when he lost to Rico Suave. It's like a part of history. That's a big thing to throw, man. One of those mm -hmm. sticks sits on your lap. You more likely would bang it, but not like... Yeah. Ah, oh, that, like, that takes a lot more thought process, man. Yeah, it was it was cool. Uh, that was uh, that was really funny. I remember they, I they might have repaired it like way later after they before they were getting ready to move to a different venue. But I remember, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, that was that was good times. Um, all right, now we can get to uh, your second favorite game after Power Rangers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> This is bad, man. I feel bad for this game, but uh, I also don't yeah. feel bad for this game. Um, Phantom Breaker Omnia. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use, I'm gonna start with this one because we'll get to Red Bull Kumite here in a bit because I think that that one is better to close with. Um, so Phantom Breaker Omnia, yes, it still exists somehow. Uh, so developer Rocket Panda Games recently put out a few gameplay trailers for the upcoming fighting game Phantom Breaker Omnia and debuted the English voice acting for the game. Uh, just a reminder to fighting game fans, the game is an updated version of its preceding title, Phantom Breaker, which was released in 2011, which, re which received two updates in the forms of Phantom Breaker Another Code and Phantom Breaker Extra in March and September of 2013. Omnia is scheduled to release on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC on Steam in early 2022. Development has already made it known that it will not implement rollback netcode as it would seem that the game is running on that same engine from 2011. And I'm saying that because I looked at gameplay of Phantom Breaker, Another Code, Extra, and then Omnia, and I don't see too many changes from that game. Uh, and this is my opinion, right? I don't think this game stands a chance, man. I mean, they're, they're making so many mistakes already. Before release, the game's not even out. The netcode choice, I mean, delay over rollback, that's a no-no, especially in 2021. The roster style, you know, focusing on aspects that, like dub. Like, I mean, come on, you're going to do dub over netcode and over polish? That's not good. And it just plays yeah. like Kusuge, man. I, I added two clips here from that trailer. There's, there's one clip that where like one character throws a fireball and it comes back and the animation for that i'm like what on earth is that it, it doesn't even look like a mobile game it's so bad and then the second clip is just the battle effects man i'm like what the, what, what is this it, it just looks it just looks like kusuge man it just looks so bad and you know what the worst part is i'm gonna play this game <laughs> that's how that always ends yeah but it's it's this that's it's Kusuge for sure. Like it's, it's I bad. would not spend more than a couple of bucks on that, man. Yeah. Um, it, it's I, unfortunate. Yeah, I don't see my thing is this is my thing. Like maybe the devs wanted to make a fighting game. Sure, by all means, make one. Hey man, if that's what your passion lies in. But then it's like this looks like you kinda didn't really want to try making it. I don't even see the point. Well it's of it. an update. <laughs> To a 2011 game oh, okay. and but then it doesn't even look good for 2011 man yeah man so then it's like 
why not spend more time working on something more worthwhile? Like, you could get a lot better just doing a beat-em-up or, or some other it's, thing like it's that. It's funny you bring that up because their beat-em-up yeah. is actually way more popular than yeah, their exactly. fighting game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I played their beat-em-up. It's actually yeah. pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, I don't really understand it. Now I think well, I do have it, too, on Steam, but, like, I don't get it. I I don't see. Maybe they just really want to make get into the fighting game realm, but after I mean, you have eight years between the last update to this game, Mm -hmm. and the engine is still the same. I mean, I I don't get it. Like, it's just it's it's just bad. Yeah, it just looks cheap. Yeah, it looks like a cheap ass game. And it it just doesn't seem like might as well just make a mobile game. Might as well make a mobile game, man. That seems pretty like a. Yeah, I'm not really. I, I've seen it and I heard a little bit of the dub, and I'm just like, nah, man. I don't think that's gonna work, man. No. At least that Nickelodeon game got more going for it. I think. Yeah, I mean, hey, at least Omnia's got voice acting. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, for real, they ain't even got that. Firmly <laughs> <laughs> Little, little. Yeah, come on, man. Little. Are you not gonna oh, have little little? Um, oh. I mean, good luck, good luck to Panda Rocket, good luck to Phantom Breaker. I just, I don't see this, I don't see this ending well, man. Come on, how melty yeah. gonna come out with rollback and godlike graphics and all this stuff, and it it barely can scratch the surface of mainstream FGC? You're telling me this is gonna do it? Yeah, no, dude, come on, man. Not at all. Really cheap, very very cheap. Yeah. All right, happier news with Happy Chaos. Uh, hey, we got some Guilty Gear Strive news. I was actually, before we started recording this podcast, oh my god, your face right there. <laughs> um, before we uh, we started recording this podcast, or I guess a couple hours before, I was actually chilling in Hollywood, voiceover, uh, rather, um, voice channel in our server, uh, chilling with the Big Sword, with Zio, or Armande, all those guys, uh, watching the Kumite, mostly because this is the first offline tournament in a long time for a major game that's flying out top level talent and i was just like all right this is you know post covid fighting games let's see what this is all about and uh i've been really kind of enjoying strive post patch it's been kind of fun so we got some news but to be honest i don't really care about happy chaos i want to talk about like what i saw from the tournament (laughs) but let's let's get to happy chaos first and then i'll talk about the red bull kumite so on july 13th which is today uh, during the round robin tournament at Red Bull Kumite in Las Vegas, Nevada, Arc System Works showcased the upcoming character to Guilty Gear Strive, Happy Chaos, who is a big part of the story mode as well, from what I understand. Um, Happy Chaos will be available to season pass owners on November 30th, and to everybody else who would la- rather buy him as individual D- DLC on December 3rd, 2021. So if you got the season pass, you get him for four days early. Um, so those are there are two more characters planned for Guilty Gear Strive's first season, uh, both which will be scheduled to release sometime in uh, 2022. So we got three characters in 2021, those being Gold, Lewis, Jacko, and Happy Chaos, and the other two for Season Pass one will be next year. Um, so it's cool, Happy Chaos. You know, he sh- I, the one thing that I did see from that trailer. I mean, he's not my type of character at all, but uh, when there's a timeout, he shoots the clock. That's kind of sick. So, oh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. He looks yeah. like a crackhead. He yeah, does. I, he I, does. I, I don't like how he looks at all. I don't understand. 
Outside of Nagarayuki, I don't know what the design is with uh, these uh, new characters that are coming in. Because Gold, like I Gold couldn't Luz? really get. Oh come on! He's got this coffin. He throws it around. To be honest, not really in action. Like if you told me if if that's how he looked like, and it was just an image of the dude, I'd be like, ah, okay. But then I see him in action, and I gotta tell you, man, I think I only watched like maybe like three pieces of gameplay of that guy, and it was like couple seconds long i don't think he's that interesting to me at all hmm. um but, but this one definitely didn't look interesting i'm just like they just gave this this blue avatar reject looking dude a gun and he just yeah cat, cat, cat. like it's like a crackhead walking with yeah. me walking at me with a gun. hey where's my meth man <laughs> yeah i don't i'm not really afraid of how he looks me neither um again not my character at all but it, it made sense Watch also yeah, the, the shooting the clock is sick, but um, so far we're three for three. Remember that leak that we got a long time uh, ago? They said uh, they said Gold Lewis, they said Happy Chaos, they said Jacko, and I believe it was Jam and That Man. Uh, so Jam and That Man are probably the next two if the leak is correct. So we'll, we'll see. We'll have to keep our eye on on that next year. I do, I do want to say one thing though. I had the joke where I was like, "Man, that's Bridget, man." <laughs> that's gonna be my joke for every character silhouette. I'm like, "That's Bridget, man. Why? It'll happen." <laughs> yeah, it looked like Testament for a second, but I was like, "That's so good." Yeah, but uh, anyway, forget about Happy Cast. He's kind, he's kind of whack outside of the clock shooting, but this is the big one. So Red Bull Kumite, man, that was, that was actually a lot of fun. I'll be honest. Like here, here are the storylines out of like the Red Bull Kumite that, that, uh, featured Guilty Gear Strive. Cause there's also Tekken and tomorrow their street fighter. Um, mm. so Daru Ino, who is like, you know, one of the best players, um, online, offline, long, you know, Guilty Gear legacy player. Uh, he was upset. Not only was he upset, but he was upset by another Eno player in Diaphone, uh, an American Eno. So, he got uh, he got booted from the tournament. He went two and one, but uh, or rather no, he went one and two, um, mm. and he got booted. Uh, like I said, Diaphone's uh, rise. So he actually got second in the tournament. Um, one thing about him, he's really impressive. Like he put in some work. He's also a content creator. One thing about him, he used that hitbox cross up. I don't know about that. I thought that was turning right. turning illegal. Because I remember when that came out, everybody was just like, hey, you can do things on that thing that you should not be able to do. But I don't know if that only pertains to open invite tournaments like Combo Breaker, like NEC. But this was an invitational. So I don't know if invitationals have different rules, but he was using a stick that I thought was deemed illegal, at least by Tekken standards. Maybe Guilty Gear is different. But uh, regardless... Whatever he he played great he played out of his mind actually. I, I was gonna say he uh, recently had a rise and I think he won like a Milky Blood tournament around here. So oh the really? Dude smoking people with saber. Yeah yeah yeah. So nice. he's uh he's out there. He might be some I don't know maybe he's been playing for a while maybe some new blood on the block but he's cooking. Yeah he is. Uh, I guess he was also big into Grand Blue. So that's mm. uh, that was his yeah. entry yeah. that, that kind of got him out into the scene of. Uh, People were like, hey, this Diaphone guy, you know, look out for him. So uh, good for him. He got second. Really impressive showing. But that cross-up. Somebody somebody uh, hit, me up, <laughs> hit, hit me up about the cross-up because I don't know if that's turn illegal or not. Um, 
you got both souls losing early. Uh, not only did uh, Bombaban went 0 and 3, and he's like a top Japanese soul, but then you had a French soul by the name of Skills. Um, he lost, and he did not know the Zato matchup at all. Like he was, that was free. Like that was that was really yeah. bad. <laughs> His last match, the boot him out of the tournament. I mean, he didn't know what to do. Souls are so used mm-hmm. to just hitting far S and five K that they're like, "What do I do? I, I actually have yeah. uh, some resistance this well, time." Mentals, huh? <laughs> yeah. Gorilla time. Exactly. Yeah. So the souls got booted early. Uh, Apology man, fellow boomer. I was actually really rooting for him. He plays fast. Uh, he played, he had an excellent run, man. He, he gave the Zato, uh, who won the tournament eventually a run for his money. That first match was really, I mean, what are the odds that a Foss versus Zato match would be like one of the most exciting matches you could see. But, um, you know why it's cause both of those characters kind of have to think and it, Mm -hmm. it turned to a chess match and I was like, man, that's sick. So I was really impressed by apology, man. Uh, hell of a showing. He did really good. He beat one of the souls up too. So, uh, very, very cool. But the man who stole the show by far is Gobu. Man, he's entertaining. He's got like this uh he's I want to call him like evil Daigo. Like he's he's very stoic. He's stoic, but he's got like this sinister look on him. And he picked Gold Lewis in the grand final against Diaphone. And dude, the, those first two games, he's laughing like a maniac because he's destroying him. He's killing him. And as he's as he's beating him. Yeah, as he's beating him, and I'll, I'll put I'll put some of the faces that he was making as he's beating up Diaphone. He's like an evil villain, man. He really won me over. He's just like laughing like a maniac. He's like read repulsive, man. <laughs> <laughs> what a great tournament, though. I mean, his persona was really fun to watch. Um, the commentary was good. I really liked the way they did the commentary. They, it was standing commentary. You know, they're all in a cage. Um, mm. and they, they would swap. So you would have like two hosts and it was like Persia and L.I. Joe or Persia and, and, uh, and Ringe. And then the commentary was Tasty Steve, Sajam. Um, and then they, they would swap everybody. So sometimes they would be the host. Sometimes it would be the commentators. Um, production was really good. And just the yes, offline so energy good. again, man, the offline energy, uh, that was all what it's all about. Um, and I was saying in Discord as we're watching, I was like, man, I don't know if I'm so impressed with the production because it's actually legit or if the Sony production for the last couple of events has been so garbage <laughs> that my bar is so low now. But I think, no, I think the production. Yeah, but I do think the production was really good. So uh, shout outs to Red yeah, Bull. Yeah. They, they did a good job. I really like that event. And I'm not an invitational I, guy. I like open invite. I like, you know, everybody to, to come in. But uh, since that's all we got, I was actually really happy to see that. So I will say that when it comes to the esports side of things, Red Bull has always managed to do it in a way where it's like, we're still in the grass mm-hmm. out there, but we still will put on a scene. So because if you even take off there, like, so for the ones that don't know, They've done a lot of big uh, break breakdancing um, tournaments. There's big uh, Red Bull BB B Boy settings. Yeah, they do those. I think they do like um, I think they even do like um, what's that thing parkour? Oh yeah, I think they do a, other sports in there. So they have this really smart way, and I think maybe it, it the people that do that stuff are part of the groups and stuff because I know that like. They've been supporting people in fighting games for a while. So whenever they come in, they really do make a good show that has this really cool production value, but it still has this like grassroots feel. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 
that's what I like about the Red Bull stuff. Sadly, it would it would be godlike. Well, I don't want to say sadly, but it would be godlike if they were doing bigger uh, things. You know what I mean? Like much more bigger events as opposed to just invitationals. Because I'm not too much of an invitational guy. It is cool, but I just like seeing people get mopped up by random Joe Schmo. Like yeah. that's how you if you can't be random Joe Schmo, you ain't it, man. You know what I'm saying? But. I think that's pretty cool. With I wish I could see the Daro getting upset. I have to see that. Oh yeah. man, the angle—it's oh, beautiful to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could taste tears. <laughs> well, that's the thing. He was actually almost in awe because he's the Eno master, right? Yeah. And, and to lose to another Eno player, uh, he probably didn't see that coming. But it was really cool because Diaphone took chances on defense. And he was smothering on offense, and it just kind of worked. And yeah. now you got Daru I mean, is going to have to figure some stuff out against his own character. It's 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 a cool I, evolution. I would say that, like, I'll be real with you, man. Mirror matches suck. I don't think they're at any point really, I, because I, in the end, it's just basically fighting what you know, and, and, and I don't think they're the greatest. I I just don't think they're the greatest things. Yeah, but because they're so volatile, I feel like especially if they're at equal level. At that mm-hmm. point, it just comes down to decision making. So, like, you know, mirror matches. How hard could it be? Who whoever gets exploded first, basically, like yeah. whoever is gonna get destroyed by the high and low is mm-hmm. basically gonna win. So that's yeah. hey, I, it. Would remind me of like main mirror matches in like Rev Two. It's like, come on, whoever gets hit first. Yep, that's who wins. So such a volatile type of thing, but it yeah. is pretty cool that. Diaphone made it that far. Oh yeah, I no. watched the impressive Saber stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, he he played he played like uh, really really. Well. I mean, I was saying personally, um, I thought that the result that we were gonna get was I thought that the Gobu was gonna kind of run him over. I thought he was gonna do it with Zato. That's why I was really rooting for Apology Man because I thought Apology Man just matchup alone, uh, Foss versus Zato makes more sense to me than Eno versus Zato. But then when Gobu brought out the Gold Lewis and he was so confident in his pick, I mean, he was like, this is going to be free. And, dude, those first two matches were so free. And then Diaphone yeah. made made an adjustment and uh, eventually he ended up losing 5-2. But um, that was mostly because I think Gobu was just so confident he's in that bad. pick. And he yeah. was just like, yeah, this is uh, – Dude. He's godlike. Sometimes – yeah, sometimes that's all you need, man. Confidence, man. I, he could probably he probably pulls out the most probably pulls out the most basic stuff with Gold Lewis, but it all worked because he was yeah. like, I'm in your head, man. I'm in your head. He's living in rent free, man. Yeah. And once he's in your head, it's free, man. Just Bohemian. That is type pretty thing. cool. Yeah, man. And I will say that it is pretty cool. I didn't know Apology Man played Faust, but I think Faust is always such a cool character because I feel that the people that do play Faust really stick with him. And, and he's one of those rare situations where I say he's one of those characters. And I feel like it doesn't happen in many games. But he's one of those characters that the better the player gets, the better or the better that player gets with their character, the better the player gets in general. Because mm-hmm. they have to know a lot more than the average player. Like, I yeah. think that, like, I, I would take, like, a character that kind of gives me that that thought is, like, Ryu, really, you know. Of course, Ryu, but, like, a character, like, I guess another character is, like, Painwheel from Skullgirls, where it's a lot of stuff that you need to know. And essentially, you're getting better. But as you get better, you're, char- you're getting better with your character, which I don't feel like happens too often. Sometimes you just get better, but you're just getting better at applying your, 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 um, 
your what's the flow charts yep. you're getting better at kind of doing this the basic stuff you know what i mean but you're all that knowledge and all that stuff is kind of expanding and you're like whoa i could do and these little things start adding up and it's like oh i could do this i could do that and it starts working better yeah so that's pretty cool no he had he had a hell of a showing i was really rooting for him as a fellow boomer um and it was yeah it was just a fun tournament to be a spectator of especially hanging out in hollywood just talking um and then the other yeah it has been a while and uh the other i guess not surprising because he doesn't play that game full time but uh sonic fox went zero and three so oh yeah yeah so he didn't do his he didn't do as well but i'm pretty sure he's just mostly focused on skull girls at this point so i don't know what i honestly he's he's getting beat up there too though oh is he he? i mean he's making top eight but he's he's not winning he hasn't been winning yeah triviality's been smoking him man Mm. cloud cloud i think has been pretty much getting up there and I've seen Triv- Triviality is just a monster, man. That dude's a fiend, man. I don't know what yeah. he got him man, on Adderall or some crap like that, man. Because <laughs> he's with the, all the Peacock stuff that he's doing. It's like, yo, you know, when you know the little impending doom, the little the, the shadow, the circle shadow in, in Skullgirls mm-hmm. where an item drops, you have to hold a button. So this dude is managing to hold and do these combos while he's holding a button. And then he has to press a sit. Oh, all this bull crap that he's doing. But yeah, I don't know how, how he's... I mean, I think he's got he got pretty far in a recent Melty Blood tournament. I think he got second. Okay. Uh, but it off the scratch, so that's pretty good. I think it was a it was pretty much the the tournament at the time for uh, Melty Blood Luna. Um, but yeah, I think that he just has this problem where like I feel like if he doesn't get attached to the game, the fallout rate for him is like a couple of months, honestly, like maybe a year at max, and then he just kind of I kind I kind of get that too though, because like some games you just but I know that he sticks with Skullgirls because that's his game and the NRS games, they cycle so much that it mm-hmm. doesn't really matter. So it's almost like you're in that you're in that um honeymoon phase for the game's length. <laughs> so, Constantly, yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, I know he's been messing around with Tekken as well mm-hmm. and he, he kinda plays everything. So I mean, it's uh it's cool. I mean, um I, I know there was some people saying that maybe Hotashi should have gotten the, the spot, but I don't know. I think it makes sense just based on popularity as well. So Oh well, uh, that might that might be it too. Because now that I think about, it, yeah, why didn't Hotashi get that spot? It felt like that's he did win the Evo. That's a that's a big, big point thing right there. I don't know if it's uh, I don't know what they base their stuff on though. That's the thing because like, yeah, I, I just don't know. He should have. Now that I think about it though, maybe they don't like him. I don't know. He's been saying a lot of things. Maybe that's not people not like. Mm, you know what I mean? Sometimes you're just talking the wrong things to the okay. wrong people. You know. Yeah. You got to be careful out there, FGC politics. You just oh. got to be cool with everybody. That's the key, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. But, yeah, it, it was entertaining. So I can't wait to get back to offline. It's uh, It's been a while. It's been a while. I can't do this online shit anymore. Like, I need I need the, the, the grit off offline. Yeah. I, I was watching, like, you were mentioning <laughs> that, but I didn't even know that was going on. But I was watching offline Rivals tournament. I was like, yo, this is sick, yeah. man. Like, there's like now there's more tournaments like I'm seeing because like before uh, COVID, you would see so many things going on that Saturday. Like you would have a couple offline tournaments for a couple games, like maybe a Street Fighter or a Tekken here and there. Mm-hmm. And then at the same night, I would have an online Skullgirls event. So I'm like, oh, man, I got plenty of to watch if I just pop on uh, Twitch on the weekend and stuff like that. And then the top eight on the following Sunday or whatever, which it's pretty cool to see that type of stuff again. So, yeah, it is nice to see it again, man. Yeah, it's it's awesome. So I'm hoping we can get past this COVID junk and get get to some offline tournaments for sure. Yeah, 
Two years now, man. It's going to wait two years. Solid two years now. It's been a long time. Uh, but here we are. We got fighting game topic of the week. Round two. Topic of the week. I've been, I've been waiting for to do this for a long time. I actually had this idea uh, before we actually went on hiatus. And it's it's uh it's kind of like a fun exercise and it's it's mostly for us to kind of almost theory craft and then let the people to listen to podcasts you know to judge judge us based on uh on how we do so uh we're ranking guest characters in fighting games but the parameter is the eighth console generation so it means the game had to have come out between november of 2013 all the way to november of 2020 so playstation mm-hmm. 4 PlayStation 5. Those are the, the reason. If you came out on 360 first and then PlayStation 4, sorry, I can't do anything for you. Only on PlayStation <laughs> 4 or Xbox One or whatever. Um, and then the end of its life cycle. So November 2013, November 2020. So we got some pretty good fighting games in that generation. I'm not going to lie. I personally think I, I like the seventh console generation more, but I'm a boomer. So that's to be expected. But eighth console mm-hmm. generation had, had some pretty stellar games. Some fighting games decided to go, you know, straight like the traditional model. This is our cast. This is who we're doing. Some of them experimented, right? They were like, hey, let's add yeah. this guy. Let's let's put her in. Um, so let's let's see how they did. Now, I want to rank these or not rank so much, but rate. OK, so we got a bunch of characters here that have been guest characters on these games. And here's how I want to rate them. So the visual fit. Did they make sense for the game uh, aesthetic? Mm-hmm. popularity of the character did you know of this character before it showed up to this fighting game and the impact of the game like if you knew that this game was coming would you play the game i didn't put gameplay on here because we don't really know how a lot of these uh characters play mm-hmm. i know some of them because i've played them but i don't know every single one so i didn't really want to put that as a parameter because we'll be missing some data just because we haven't played every single guest character in all these games um but taking visual fit, uh, popularity, and the impact on the game, just give it a letter grade. Like whatever pops in your head if you think, hey, this makes sense, I'll give it a C plus or something like that. Okay. Um, All right. And then and then we'll we'll go uh, each by uh, all the guest characters. And then I have even a special thing, the Hollywood pick. But it's not so much Hollywood because ah. I picked it, but you can agree or disagree with me. So I picked mm. some characters that I think would make sense for this game um, as guest characters. And you can let me know what you think about my pick. All right. All right. All right. All right. So we're going to start. This is no particular order or anything, but we're going to start with Killer Instinct. So Killer Instinct has Arbiter from Halo. What do you think about Arbiter from Halo as a guest character? Are you, first of all, uh, do you know of Arbiter at all? Never heard of him. No. Damn. So but- that. That means that the popularity is already already low. <laughs> I would say though, he looks like he would fit perfectly in KI though. Yeah. Like this guy, you, I mean, you could put his ass cam like, is that a KI character? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So I mean, I would definitely rank him high in a visual fit, like a A. Okay. I don't know. I guess popularity, I wouldn't know, but I didn't grow too I didn't grow up playing too much Halo. I only played it. I only played Halo whenever I wasn't supposed to in school. So oh, yeah, me too, me too, actually. <laughs> yeah, <that's cool. laughs> yep. 
Yeah, but good time. I, I, I think the Halo guys would come up for that. Maybe like mm-hmm. they might come up, maybe a C popularity. I don't impact on the game. Not really much. Maybe like a, if I, I guess if we were saying the high impact would be A, and then the lowest would be, I guess we could go for like a, probably an F, a D. I mean. uh, yeah, an F. Okay, yeah, we use the normal. I'd go for like maybe like a D. Probably a D. Really do. Okay. So what do you think overall grade for Arbiter from Halo and Killer Instinct? Eh, a C, I guess. Yeah, C. C. Um, C minus. C minus. I'll go C plus. I think just okay. visual fit alone. Uh, and I knew who Arbiter was because I played a little bit of Halo. Not a lot, but I played a little bit of Halo. Yeah. Um, and that gun is very, like, I know I know his gun is very uh, popular. Um, ah. So he uses that gun. He's got the grenades. Uh, but I'll go C+. Plus. I think he makes sense for that game. I think it was a good pick by Microsoft to put him in Killer Instinct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The next character. This one I actually like more. General Rom from Gears of War. Mm-hmm. What do you think about General Rom? I think visually this guy makes sense for Gear, for uh, not for Gears of War, for Killer Instinct. Like He just looks like he's cut from that cloth. Yeah, man, that got that ah, that grit. Yeah, isn't he uh, the character that's kind of like a grappler type? Yeah. Of, or am I thinking? Of the, yep. Okay, yep. so yeah, he's a big body grappler mm-hmm. that is like really like yeah. I think I'm playing a little bit of him. I kind of like that guy. Maybe mm-hmm. I would have stuck with him if I was playing the game. But yeah, yeah he, he definitely is, he's a plus up in there. He's definitely a. I thought he was a ki character. I ain't even know he's a guest character. <laughs> yeah, I'm all afraid. Yeah, and I'm like yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got the instinct. He's the villain from the first Gears of War game, I believe. And he's got the Krill. Um, yeah, and it's really cool. The way they implement him is really cool. So I'll say popularity-wise, he's very well known, especially within the yeah. Xbox circles. I think people know who General Rom is. Uh, visually, yeah. I think he's, they hit it out of the park. He makes a lot of sense for that game. Um, and then the impact out of the game, I don't know how many Gears of War heads played KI because of General Rom, but I do know that they mm-hmm. recognize him. Um, I'm gonna give this a B. I think this is a very yeah, good score. I, I yeah, I said the same thing, man. He's a pretty cool character too, because he's like he has all these command grabs and stuff. And you know, I'm a fiend for that. Oh yeah, <laughs> he stabs people and he throws them on the ground. Sick. Yeah, I like that stuff, man. Yeah. Here's an interesting one. Uh, Rash from Battletoads. This uh, one kind of came out of left field for me. I remember when they announced this thing. Uh, I think it was season three when Rash joined Ki. Um. I've played against Rash. I don't really play as him. Uh, he's wild. He's a wild character to play yeah. against. <laughs> and to be honest with you, I didn't know really what Battletoads was before they they put him in because uh, I didn't really grow up with uh, that type of those type of arcade games. I guess I mostly stuck to fighting games and being on the simulated bike in the arcade. Right. So uh, I didn't know what Battletoads was. Uh, the fit. I guess it kind of makes sense because it's an Xbox property, but at this giant frogman with shades and a bike, like in a, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I would give Rash just because he's a funny character, and he's got that big boot, which I like a lot. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always um, funny though, man. I'll give him like a C minus for Rash. Yeah, I I'd probably would do the same. He uh, so the the funny thing about Battletoads, my understanding is, and they could be wrong, but. The creation of Battletoads really was just to sell merch. So, oh, <laughs> so, really? Yeah, so it wasn't so much of a focus of the game. That's why the game is so hard. Like, the game mm. is, I mean, that game is hard, dude. Like, it, 
I don't, there's not very much people in the world that could probably beat it unless they considered beating it and tried really, really hard to yeah. beat it. But ABGN. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that that video of the guy, the friend that beat it. He's all calm and collected. That game is so busted, man. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a really busted game. Uh, you die quickly. Enemies spawn at, at anywhere. So, and I think this re, this redesign, a kind of a redesign, they gave him looks more like it would fit in Ki. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd probably give him the same grade because I don't I don't think he would like help the game in the long. Probably, I don't think Battletoads is that popular. It, it, no, nah, I don't think it's that popular. Yeah. And even that people just remember it being really hard. And some some parts of it that new like uh, I would say people cut from old games and they put it in new ones. But outside of that, nah. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I it's like, kind of tugging on the nostalgia strings, but I mean, I don't think there's yeah. too many strings to tug on with Battletoads, to be honest. Yeah, man, I don't think so either. Um, but the next one to me, I mean, this is a no-brainer. I think the Hollywood pick. If you're gonna do anything with Halo, I think you got to put Master Chief in there. I think this would have been yeah. this would have been huge for Ki. First of all, Master Chief is a giant, according to the Halo oh, specs. Yeah? yeah, he's like a giant dude. Um, and he, because I, I forget exactly what the Halo lore is, but I guess he's like actually really young, but because of the Halo soldiers go through some sort of morphization of some sort. I don't even know what the lore is. I mean, people are going to be in the comments and be like, actually, what they do is... <laughs> um, but he's, he's a giant dude. He's... I mean, he's practically the face of Xbox gaming, right? Um, I thought he would have made more sense than Arbiter. Arbiter, obviously, he's a monster. He looks like he belongs in KI. But, dude, Master Chief would have been sick, and he could have had, like, basically, you could have given him Shoto moves with a gun as a fireball. Dude, he would have came up. He would have been a monster hunter. That man would have. (laughs) He would have been perfect for the game, man. Now that I think about it, yeah. Maybe there was some sort of problem that they couldn't get in. Because I feel like Halo or Master Chief would have been like a perfect, uh, you know, like Master Chief, mm-hmm. Microsoft, sell units. Let's put them in the game. Yeah. So that that is my personal Hollywood pick. I'm assuming you agree with me on this one? Yeah, that's, that's definitely up there. Man. Okay. Master Chief, man. <laughs> Master Chief. It's all like Microsoft's claim to fame right yeah. next to Battletoads. <laughs> right. And Banjo Kazooie. Mm hmm. All right, so the next game we got is Mortal Kombat X. I know how much FGC Hollywood loves the Mortal Kombat franchise. We're going to talk about two Mortal Kombat games on this uh, on this podcast. Um, Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th series. Um, I remember the one thing I liked about Jason, I didn't even really play MKX that much, but he's got this mode where he just walks at you and he's got like armor and he just walks at you, command grabs you, stabs you, and then throws you on the ground kind of like General Rom. Um, but I think this is, they kind of hit it out of the park with this character, putting him in MKX. I think he's, he's a great fit. Uh, I'm going to say a minus for Jason Voorhees and MKX. Yeah. I would say I'm just amazed. He's not in the other MK, but yeah, he's perfect, man. Mm-hmm. Perfect character. Yeah. Uh, the next one is predator from the predator movie series. <laughs> This one is cool. I will say, okay, I think the pick is solid for Mortal Kombat. Put Predator in there. It makes sense. But maybe it's just me. Is it a little predictable, like, to put Predator in Mortal Kombat? At this point, yeah, because, like, I feel like for whatever reason, 
Predator almost kind of, Predator and Alien, they kind of, or those characters in general, they kind of remind me of like the Star Wars type of situation where it's like they have a resurgence every couple of years and it's mm-hmm. like, what are you going to add to it? You know what I'm saying? So Predator is, yeah, he's kind of predictable. I mean, he fits. He, he does. It's gross. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. The Come core values of MKX. <laughs> yeah, gross, man, disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, man, it really is. Ugh. Yeah, he is gross. Um, but he he fits visually. He fits the what they want over there in Mortal Kombat. Um, I'll give him a B, and it probably should be higher. But just because I I would expect it, if I can see it coming, I think the grade goes down a little bit. So I'll, I'll say a solid B. You pass, but I'm not overwhelmed. Yeah, I'll go with a B minus. Yeah. B minus. <laughs> Sorry, Ed Boone. Yeah, 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 he'll get that. Yeah. Um, a character you just mentioned, Alien, was also a guest character in MKX from the Alien movie series. This character was a menace. I remember this character <laughs> was dominating <laughs> tournaments when, when it I first came. High-low, yeah. high-low. It was awful for a lot of people when it came out. Um, but Alien, I like him better than Predator. Like It's just because he's a cooler-looking character and he makes sense for Mortal Kombat. Um, and then the way they implemented him was also kind of sick. But um, I'll think just because I've sort of expected it, uh, maybe not as much as Predator, but I will say I'll, I'll give it, you know, a B, I'll give it B plus. B plus for Alien. Just it's a solid pick. It's a safe, solid pick. And uh, so my question is, which came first, Alien or the Predator? <laughs> I think. Predator came first. Whichever came first gets a lower score. Yeah. So if Alien came second, nah, son. Nah. I knew that was coming. So yeah. I'll give it a B. Minus, minus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> minus, minus. Um, this, this next one is Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie series. Um, A little out of left field for me because I didn't... Are, is Texas Chainsaw Massacre popular as far as horror movies? I don't know. I feel like the name, like the actual name, but I seen the movie and I was like, this movie sucks ass. But yeah. I can't watch horror. I'll be honest, man. Horror movies make me laugh, man. They're kind of whack to me, but yeah, I, I can't really like. I, nah, I'm not really feeling Leatherface. Mm-hmm. No, um, boy. Yeah, I don't know. It's just not not my cup of tea. It's just also the gimmick with the chainsaw. Eh, I don't know. I sorry. I, it's a. What is- chainsaw is it the chainsaw the thing i don't remember i thought he was just going around cutting people's faces or whatever i don't, know. I don't even know the lore of leatherface i'm assuming he takes people's faces off and wears them for himself <laughs> i don't know d plus from on my end i'm i'm good i'll give him a c c all right <laughs> and the hollywood pick for mkx let me know if you agree i'm going with pennywise mm-hmm. from the it franchise the evil clown, because he's gross and sickly looking, and that those are the core values of Mortal Kombat. So I haven't seen that movie yet. Hmm. I'll report to you when I. I'll, I'll let y'all know when I do, man. I don't know when I will, but I, I think uh, I don't know. I guess he. I think he would fit. I mean, a, a sadistic clown would probably fit. That would. That would fit. I think. Cause I think it would be. Well, they also made Joker now the new one, but like yeah. <laughs> I think it would fit more because it's like it would be more interesting than just Leatherface, I would say, because at least 
He's a clown. You know, that's not a clown supposed to be. They're supposed mm-hmm. to be nice, happy. Jolly. This motherfucker is crazy. He's trying to rip your insides and put them out. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's nuts. That's the, that's, that'd be more interesting. Yeah, I, I'd be cool with that one. Okay, yeah. And uh, I mean, he's technically dressed as a clown, but he's a monster. So it is the, it's, it's uh-huh. from, it's from um, a Stephen King book. And uh-huh. it's a monster that preys on children. He eats, he eats children. Like small children. Oh, right. He's children. That's gangsters. <laughs> yeah. Man. yeah. Said, nah, get away. You're over 20 years old and I don't like that. <laughs> That's why he masks as a clown because it's easier to approach children as, as a clown, right? So, um, yeah, that is crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why I, I picked Pennywise. I thought, I thought he would, he would fit the mold of, of Mortal Kombat of being just this awful monster. <laughs> I don't think they would. I don't think they let them feed these kids. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Something about kids, man. You don't mess with the kids. Right. All right. Uh, our next game is one that came and went, but it's still got two guest characters. Uh, Dead or Alive 6. So Dead or Alive 6 got two characters from the same franchise. Uh, the first one is Mai Shiranui from the King of Fighters slash Fatal Fury. Um, I'll give it a... C plus because she's a popular character, it makes sense, right? Like within the fighting game space, everybody knows who Mai is, and she's a waifu. That game, that whole roster is waifu, so they know exactly what they're looking for. C plus because it's not very creative, in my opinion. Like, I mean, you could have done better, but I understand that you're catering to your audience. But I don't know the the lack of creativity for that pick. I'm giving you a C plus. Don't know what it is with that character but even with the big old bazonga she got it just don't really like i don't i just she just does not interest me i don't she's she's got kind of all the dare but none of it really is interest chun lee is so much more interesting to me and i'm not talking about like because she's old and stuff like more like more so just more of i guess her design or something but mm-hmm. i don't know what it is I would say she does fit in the game. <laughs> What's funny is she looks better in this game than she does in, <laughs> in her own game. That's the messed up part. Yeah, yeah I think she fits. I, I give it. I wouldn't even say a B man. I'd even say she fits. But I don't know if she would add more to the game. But them dudes, they're fiends, so they kind of come for the titty. So yeah, that's true. That's true. No, they've you know, Koei Tecmo definitely catered to their fan base with putting Mai in the game. So, yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. personally, the creativity part is like, come on, can you not have thought of somebody else to put in this? Like, yeah, they pull out Terry. Ha! <laughs> Terry just beat these chicks. Ha! Power down! Knowing them, they would have put female Terry in the game. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They would have put Mad Terry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second guest character that uh, they came up with is, again, the King of Fighters, Kula Diamond. So they put two King of Fighters characters. Uh, she's cooler to me in this character, in, in this uh, yeah, in this version. Uh, a little more creative of a pick because of the fact that she's got um, more interesting moves in a 3D space because she comes from that 2D background where all of her ice moves and she's got slide and she's got, you know, she's got some cool stuff. Um, I like Coolum as a pick better than my, I'll give this a B. I'll give this a solid B. Um, they could have gone with other, you know, they could have gone with Angel. They could have gone with all the other waifu type characters. And they went with Kula. Um, I like it. Solid B for my end. Uh, yeah, I've always been a Kula fan. I, I really like her. She, she's more interesting than Big Titty Bazongo's man. I admire. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but Kula's just Kula. Maybe yep. it's the ice cold, maybe. 
But uh, she's much more cooler. Yeah, she gets a B plus on my head. B plus. And she fits. She looks really good in the mold of that of uh, of uh, Dead or Alive. I you know I still need to try those games out, man. But it's free. They made her look or the, really the good. Little they made free good. edition is whatever you can yeah. play uh, on Steam. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I I agree with you. I think she fits that mold, and uh, it's a more of a creative pick. That's why I like it better than mine. Mm-hmm. Here's my Hollywood pick. I'm going if if we got a bunch of ninja girls in a ninja game, give me Taki from Soul Calibur. I think that's a better pick right. in my opinion. No. Yeah, she she would fit perfect, man. Yeah, she would yeah. have no problems, man. She got the bazongas. She's got the yeah. ninja yeah. outfit. Why not? You can even in that picture, you can see her nipples. In that <laughs> That's how ready <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Come on. What are you doing, Koei Tecmo? I mean, this is, she's right there for you. Just ask Bandai Namco if you could put Taki in the game. It's a gold mine. I think the guy, the the creator, the 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 director hates uh, Harada or something. Oh, I think there's some beef. Oh, yeah, I, I think there's that. actually some beef with the DOA guy and the. Uh, and Harada, man. Hmm. I could be talking on my ass, though, but I think there is some beef. I could be wrong, but... Hmm. I don't know. Well, I don't know how much Harada has to do with the Soul Calibur side. I think he's mostly Tekken, but maybe he does yeah. have some input. I don't know. Well, now he's like the... I guess the director of Bandai Namco, yeah, right? That's so true. I think is, now he might be actually putting his toes in, uh, in Soul Calibur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Um, the next game is Fighting EX Layer. And I'll be honest with you, they only got one guest character, and it's also my Hollywood pick for that character. I couldn't think of any other character that would make sense for fighting X Slayer, but it's it's Terry Bogard um, from the yeah. King of Fighters slash Fatal Fury. I mean, I was thinking, I don't know, do you put Ryu in there? But it's kind of like, eh, they already got Shoto's. Terry makes sense because he's not a Street Fighter character, like, you know, how fighting X Slayer is technically a spiritual successor to uh, Street Fighter EX. So... Terry made a lot of sense to me. I'm going to say solid pick for a niche game. Everybody loves Terry. B+. plus. Yeah, I can see it. Man, it kind of you mentioned that game, but did we ever really talk very much about that game? I think we talked about it here and there. I really like playing that game, but that thing, man, it died. It came and died, man. That thing was like a dead fetus on arrival, man. I don't know what it was. It just came and died. I tried bringing life to it, but it was it wasn't gonna happen. Um, but yeah, Terry would be pretty cool, dude. I, that picture makes his arm look so huge. Oh, he's God jacked. Damn, this man's just injecting it with something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I uh, unfortunately with that game, we talked about it a couple times on the podcast uh, as the year went by. You know, it started with first of all, it's a passion project, and they put a lot of effort in this game. It, it didn't make any money, but they still put it out there because they they wanted to make it. Um, so it has a really cool revival story. The other part is it came with delay based net, net code, and then eventually, and then they put rollback in it, but it wasn't like true rollback, and it kind of works, but it kind of doesn't. But uh, they really tried with this game. It's not like they they let it die. It's just, unfortunately it didn't really have that cachet with fans, but um, mm-hmm. they really tried with it. So they, it's not like they didn't put any effort into trying to make this game work. It just didn't, man. It's just unfortunate. 
Did they have like what? What was it? Did they did they have any good characters in there? Uh, I like the skeleton guy. Yeah, I think Skullmania. Yeah, no, it had a bunch of cool characters. Um, the roster, I think, is solid. It's just uh, the gameplay and the netcode. And by the time they put solid netcode in there, it was a little too little too late. So just yeah, timing. Yeah. 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 Oh, well. That will not say. I mean, yeah, it will not save you. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, Phantom Breaker Omni, I'm telling you now. Y'all are going to see at least at least fighting the <laughs> At least fighting the X-Layer has... <laughs> At least fighting the X-Layer has some soul, right? Phantom Breaker, mm. man, they ain't even trying with that shit. At least they got dub. They got English dub. Yeah. <laughs> they got English dubs out of all the stuff, man. Man, your priorities. Get out of here. Yeah. Um, our next game is Injustice 2. So we're back to NRS. Uh, Injustice 2's first uh, guest character is not a very creative one. Um, Sub-Zero. For Mortal Kombat, it stays within the family, right? It's one of their mascot characters along with Scorpion. They put Sub-Zero in Injustice. I'm like, okay. You know, it it makes sense. The fit is perfect, right? Bruce's design, popularity, especially for that audience. But in my opinion, it's just safe. Like, it's just a safe pick. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a C. Like it's I I'm not like super offended by it where I'll you know, like, oh F. But I'm also not like, eh, it doesn't do much for me. It's it's a sub-zero. Like he was just in MKX. You're gonna put him in Injustice 2. C. Yeah. I've never been a sub-zero fan, man. I think they just like they grabbed Sub-Zero and then they made like 20 other colors with the guy and they gave the guy different names, mm-hmm. or different characters. This guy's so, reptile. This guy's scorpion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's the purple dude? The yellow dude. Yeah. Uh, uh, D for me, man. I'm not really a sub-zero fan. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the next one I like I like better because he's more superhero-ish to me, and that's Raiden from Mortal Kombat. Um, I like Raiden because I don't know he's sort of good, but he's also not very good. Like he's he's almost like an anti-hero in a way, where he's like good, but he really he looks after Numerona. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like he's like. Eh. <laughs> I like Raiden. This is, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna say B plus. He's more. He makes sense more as a superhero to me than Sub Zero. So uh, B plus for Raiden and Injustice Two. I I, I generally like the uh, the thunder lightning type of aesthetic more with mm. Raiden. It just blows. That's more cooler with me. A Sub Zero. Ah, I just well, you just put him in a meat locker for thirty minutes and let him die. You kick him later. Yeah, yes, yeah. but lightning though that hurt. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, Definitely. I'll, I'll do the same. Nice. Uh, and this next one is also the Hollywood pick. And it is Hellboy from Dark Horse Comics. I love Hellboy in this game. I think, man, he, awesome, dude. he makes so much sense. I mean, he's technically good, but also even sort of like that Raiden, right? Like, you know, anti-hero. Like, I, I like that type of character design. Great voice acting in that game. What a great fit. I mean, it's Hellboy. He's, he's a recognizable figure. Um, I love this pick. I really love this pick for this game. I'm, I'm going to give it an 8. I This is a grand slam in my opinion. Hellboy is pretty sick, man. Like he comes, he, I think he even smokes it. Yeah. Yeah, he smokes the cigarette, man. Just burns and crisp. Yeah, he's really cool, man. Really cool character. Yeah. 
Great, great pick. Has there ever been any good media out of him, though? Like, movie-wise? I think the movie was really bad, right? The I think it was, actions? yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Oh, well. But in this game, he's he's badass. Especially his intros, his outros. Sick. Yeah, it's sick, um, and the last guest character in Injustice 2, um, interesting, but it's uh, all four of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So it's uh, Leonardo, Raphael, Donatello, and Michelangelo. What do you think about those guys? For me, man, I mean, that's sick, man. You know, I'm a, I'm a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I'm a cool-ass fan. I, so it, it kind of may not, but when you think about it in the comic book universe, it kind of does. Um, because I, to my understanding, um, I think that I think the creator of uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was definitely a fan of like the uh, like the DC, DC comics, comics yeah. and the Marvel comics and stuff like that. And I think there might even be some. Might, let me hold up. Let me just see. TMNT meets Batman. Some bull crap like that. It's probably yeah. Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is an actual thing that happened. A comic book series. So I think there was a lot of crossovers with them because there, there's there's a lot of like since they are comic book heroes comic book characters and mm-hmm. stuff like that there's a lot of like intertwined stuff going on with them so i i, I mean that's pretty sick and i'm a fan of them man you know i love me some turtles man right. so they, they just it, it literally everything embodied in my child like 10 year old mind right there man <laughs> would you swap the hollywood pick to to those guys instead of hellboy because I think Hellboy fits more. TMNT is just kind of like my own bias, but mm. I think they would fit in other games. But I mean, it's like the grungy side of the TMNT and the Injustice. I would say, yeah, for sure. It'd be cool if they're empty, man. They could just like freaking see Leonardo chop dudes at his office. Ah, I'd be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so mess everybody. Like, I thought I was for kids. I was like, nah. No, solid, solid pick. Popularity. I, I mean, everybody knows the turtles, so. Um, great pick. I'm I'm gonna give it uh, a minus. A minus. A really good pick. Yeah, I'm an A too. A plus for me. A plus. <laughs> Bias. <laughs> All right. Here's a game not too many people know of, but uh, it's a game I actually kind of like. I just don't play a lot. Uh, Million Arthur Arcana Blood. It has mm-hmm. one guest character, and it's uh, Iori Yagami from The King of Fighters. Um, what a strange pick. <laughs> what a strange <laughs> character to be in this game. Makes absolutely no sense. I, but pretty fun in that game, to be honest. Yeah, it fits really well. I was kind of confused, too. I don't know where the hell they just got the rights for Yori or whatever. But, yeah, it fits pretty well. Dude, when I first saw that game, I was like, yo, this game is crazy, man. I was like, whoa. And then, like, nobody talked about it afterwards. But, but yeah, it was such a cool-looking game. Yeah, um, I think, like, if I take away his gameplay, this character doesn't fit in this game at all. Like, visually, no. Um, popularity, I mean, what are these weebs going to know about King of Fighters? Come on, man. Like, it's just the impact on a game. Man, I don't know how many King of Fighter fans are going to play this weeb stuff. Like, uh, And yeah. it's, to be honest, just visually, because once you start playing that game, you're like, oh, it's actually more grounded than I thought it would be. So it does make yeah. sense. But uh, I just don't think this pick, it's kind of out of a left field. It's just more like, hey, let's take a popular character, try to put him in here. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of it. But I'll say it kind of works, but it kind of doesn't. I'm going to give this C-. You tried, but it's just not right 
there for me. Yeah, I'm not really. Mm, yeah, I'm going with a C too, man. C. Now here's my Hollywood pick, and this is this is out of left field. Uh, I couldn't think of a character to really put in this game, but visually, I was looking at the roster. It's all like sword people, and it, they look like they belong in like some sort of like imperial army of some sort. And then you got some some bad guys, and you got some waifus, and I was like, let me pick some anime shit. So I went, <laughs> I went with Tatsumi from Akamega Kill, the 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 manga slash anime, mostly because he kind of fits that art style. Little teenage boy with a with a big sword, and then he morphs into like this giant suit. It kind of made sense to me just visually. So I was like, I could, I guess I could put Akame in there, but that game has so many female characters. I was like, let's put another guy in there because like, we got enough waifus. Although I will say, if we're going to talk Akamega Kill, I think mine actually makes more sense because she really fits the mold of that roster. But uh, I'm going to go with Tatsumi. Um, out of left field, I don't know how you feel about it, but that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, uh, man, see, that, he would fit better, but I don't know what the hell character could fit in that game. You could toss Saber and that probably would work too. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I'll just... I mean, I'll go with a, with a B for Tatsumi, but he would fit in the mold of that game, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of those, uh, yeah, the manga version. The manga version. Yeah. <laughs> the manga version. Yeah. The much better version. Okay, uh, Samurai Showdown. Please don't scroll down yet, because when you see my Hollywood oh, pick, yeah, yeah. when you see my Hollywood pick, uh, hopefully you don't laugh at me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Samurai Showdown. Has some actually pretty cool guest characters. I thought they knocked it out of the park with most of them. The first one is Warden from For Honor. I didn't see this coming, but you know what? It kind of makes sense. You got this, you know, basically this generic Warden guy, but he's from For Honor. He's got a long sword. He's, uh, I, I mean, stature-wise, he makes sense for, like, this more serious game that Samar Shonan likes to almost put out there be like hey this is not like a normal fighting game right like there's blood there's violence but not like gory violence like uh moral combat where it's just that's the selling point this one is just mature i find um i like warden in this game i think he's a good pick he's a little out of left field but i like the creativity so i'm gonna give this a b plus for warden I didn't get too into that For Honor game, man. Everybody in the FGC was playing that game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't play it personally so, either. Everyone was like, it's a fighting game. I, don't know. <laughs> I think it, it fits, though, because he fits in the aspect of you have uh, samurais and then you have knights. And that's basically like uh, our Europe, Europe's equivalent to a samurai in a way. So mm-hmm. that's pretty cool, I think. Uh, so yeah, B, B, I go with B too. Yeah, he's pretty cool, guys. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is a character that I'm really unfamiliar with because it comes from a franchise uh, that's a mobile series, and it's uh, Gongson Lee from Honor of Kings, mm. uh, which I am not familiar with her whatsoever, but I don't play mobile games, and I'm assuming it's a gacha game, but she has like a parasol, and she's got bunny ears, so she fits both the waifu and she has a handheld weapon. She's cool. You know, I I don't mind her. Um I really, I don't know who this is catering to. Definitely, I don't believe the North American audience. So maybe this is more so for like the East market, right? Where they're like, they're, 
<laughs> yeah, they they know who this is about um, or who this is and, and, you know, what she's all about. So, um, listen, I think she's cool, but uh, I don't know. Uh, it's cool that she has a parasol as opposed to a sword or a long blade or uh, dual blades. You know, it's a little different. So um, mm-hmm. I'll say, you know, I, I'm I'm OK with this pick. I'll give it uh, a B minus. Yeah, I think I'll give it the same. Like as long, the good thing is her titties aren't dosangas, so mm-hmm. I think I'll, <laughs> they just make it overly big, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's wearing more modest clothes, which I mean coincides yeah. with with this series. More, so. Yeah, exactly. More coincides with the time period she's, mm-hmm. I guess, portraying as. Yeah. So no, it's a. I think it's a solid pick. Um, yeah. This next pick I like a lot, actually. It's uh, Takane Hibiki. From or rather Hibiki Takane from the Last Blade series, um, I like the way they did her a lot because they almost matched her one for one with the way she is in the Last Blade series, and she's just a cool character. I I, I don't know. I just there's something about her fighting style that I really like, but also her look. Her look is very Samurai Showdown esque. Like it, it just makes sense. Um, and I know a lot of people were happy about it. Now her popularity, I don't know. The Last Blade's kind of you know niche. I think that we got one dude playing that game right now that we yeah. know. Yep. Shout out one to Aramande. <laughs> yeah, the only guy. And he'd be like, yo, man, I'm playing the last way. I'm like, and then I look around like, where you find that game, bro? Because I can't find it. <laughs> yeah. And he's playing on PS4 from all, all places. I mean, damn. We're really looking for the game now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's. It makes sense for the game, but as far as the impact on it, I don't know how, what it would do. But uh, solid, solid pick. I, I really like the pick for that game. Um, I, you could put her in Samson. I'd be like, I thought she was in the game to begin with, man. So yeah. Yeah. No, great, great pick. Uh, B plus on mine. I, I, I like, I like Hibiki in that game. I'll give her an A. She just fits. I, I also noticed this one thing too that they did that's pretty cool is that she'll change her expression mm-hmm. in her moves, like her actual facial. Uh, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, so I think the lore behind that is the more she kills in like the arcade version of the last blade, the more comfortable she becomes with it, and she doesn't like cry at the end of the the battle sequence. Yeah, and she becomes like sadistic. Yep, like with bloodlust and all that. So they gave her that in the last blade, or rather in in Samurai Shodown, when she does her super, instead of like having fear in her eyes, she has like uh, like menacing eyes, kind of like the picture. Cut your hand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's a cool addition for sure. Um, And the last guest character that they added is uh, also, I think, a Grand Slam pick. Biken from Guilty Gear, another fellow samurai. Um, I think it's a a solid pick from a a franchise right now that is just, I don't think its stock is any higher. Guilty Gear is. Like, it's it's the best it's ever been as far as popularity with fans. Biken... The only problem with Biken is that she's not in Strive. So it's a little weird because I would have thought maybe we would put Nagoriyuki in there since to try to, you know, build on the Strive hype. But Biken makes sense because she's a, the legacy samurai of that game. And, you know, she's a waifu, very popular character as well. So I think a uh, great, great pick. Great way to close out season three for that game. So smart choice. Uh, good collaboration. I'll give I'll give Biken an A. I think overall solid solid pick. You know what's so funny about Biken? She has this story that it's like 
everybody's always like, yo, Vikings in the game. Vikings in the game. Then they play the game for five minutes and drop it and then be like, nah, I don't really like being yeah. like that. And like, why is it that she's always the character that brings people in but doesn't make them stay? And you know what it is, Matt? Titties. That's it. That is literally. <laughs> and in this game, in Sam Show, I think they made him, it looked kind of smaller, like more normal. Because mm. I swear, because you get just like all, like, God damn, like, even she's what? Like, yeah. like she's holding two watermelons and they're heavy as hell. <laughs> so I, I think she is a good fit in the game. But I will. I hope it brings. It actually brings. But she's always just that character. I feel like nobody really sticks with. I don't know what it is with her, but it's just that mm-hmm. thing. Does she have the tatami? I don't know if she throws tatami floors in the game. Probably does that. I think she I think pretty she much almost does like everything she kind of does in Rev. So I think that is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I get Renee too. Yeah, man. She's a. I think they did her pretty two and two for the games. Like they did her. Like they mirrored her very well. Yeah, no, she's, I think she, they, they implemented her very well. And I mean, she makes sense. So, I mean, good for mm-hmm. them. I think she's a little more covered up in this game as opposed to yeah. the Guilty Gear. So, uh, again, like getting in with the times, getting in with like more of the mature nature of, of uh, Sam show. It's not, it's not as fan servicey, which is kind of cool. It's just like, I don't know. There's a little more honor for honor. No, hey. kidding. <laughs> Man, I really wish that game had good echo, man. Or I would have been playing a lot of it. I, I think I would have enjoyed that game because mm-hmm. I was all man. I was going to my locals. Y'all, y'all heard Sam show? I was watching the uh, the Hioma. I was going to be a Hiomar. Uh, was that his name? Yeah, Hiomar. Oh, man, I was going to Hiomar. Yeah, man, I was going to use him. I'm like, yo, man, watch the trailer. It dropped. I never bought the game. Right? I was I was just like those people I make fun of, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, look at all these people. They're going to buy it. They're going to talk about the game, talk about like they're going to play it and love it. They ain't even buy it. I was those people. I was in that line, right? <laughs> but then I heard about all the problems with it, and I was like, nah, I'm good, man. Yeah, they kind of fumbled uh, with the execution of that game. You know, <laughs> you know, in our role setting in Discord, we have, uh, you can ping for, you know, whatever games you want people to shout out, you know, to look for matches. <laughs> the for sam show our uh, emote the react emote for the to ping for that role is the crying jordan face <laughs> <laughs> pants um pants. shout out to pants um now here's here's my hollywood pick for samurai showdown and i'm going with miyamoto musashi from vagabond not the real person but his character from vagabond because listen, I've been starting reading Vagabond, which is it's got it. It's so good. It's so so good. Um, and he's like such a stoic samurai, and like all he cares about is being the best and being strongest. And he challenges. That's his whole thing. He goes to like these, to all these different regions to challenge the strongest samurai because he wants to be the strongest. And then he learns that he's not the strongest. And then he's really cool character development. Um, but he's badass and uh he's his fighting style is all self-taught and it's mm. it starts with brute strength and eventually he's like okay i can't just rely on brute strength to clash swords i gotta like start start thinking about how i approach this but also uh a lot of uh cool lore with this character and i think it would be such a great fit and ode to the fans both with the real person both with the his version is is uh fictional version from from vagabond 
and I know it's out of left field. I know it's you know it's kind of a wacky pick, but I started reading this. I was like, man, he, him as a fighting game character, <laughs> I would main him today. <laughs> they make him like the weakest character. Ah, oh, don't do that. <laughs> he gets stronger as the more you fight. That'd be mm. interesting, though. Um, now I'm not heard about that, man. But I definitely I'll have to give that a, a look uh, one of these days, man. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Is there an anime for it? No, I <laughs> actually no, no, there isn't. Um, <laughs> no, no, probably, yeah, I'm just messing with you, yeah, man. yeah. But uh, no, it's a it's a really fun fun manga. I've been reading it. It's uh, I, it's not as good as as I'm not in love with it as much as I was with Claymore. Um, but it, it's solid. It's really really solid. All right, here's the last NRS game we'll do. I know we've been talking a lot about NRS with guest characters. Uh, <laughs> the most guest characters, right? That's what it feels like. Yeah. Also, they've had three games that came in the eighth console generation, so that's why we're talking about all that. You know, two-year cycle. Two-year cycle. <laughs> so Mortal Kombat 11. We got the Terminator T-800. Also, was technically Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Um, from the Terminator movie series. I think, man, there's, if you got to say one thing about NRS, I might not like their games. Not really my cup of tea. But when it comes to guest characters, pff, they hit it out of the park almost every time, to be honest. They showed up, yeah, man. They definitely showed up, dude. What a great pick. I love this pick. Uh, popularity makes sense. I mean, who doesn't love Arnold? I mean, Mr. Olympia, you know, the Terminator. Uh, you got, I mean, first of all, he's hella violent, and he makes sense for mm -hmm. Mortal Kombat. And yeah, man. even his look, I mean, his look is is badass. Yeah, I, this in my, I think this is an A+. Plus. I, Terminator, I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah, man, let's get out. I'm gonna be back. Yeah. <laughs> said he gonna come back. He gonna come back. Yeah. I like his intro where he steps on a bunch of Johnny Cage dolls. <laughs> Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, pretty cool, man. Yeah. yeah, I just wish that they were able to get the voice actor. That would have been mm -hmm. godlike. If they would have been able to get Arnold on that, that would have been awesome, dude. Yeah, but uh, I mean, even without the voice actor, I thought they did a hell of a job. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, man. Doesn't take much, I don't think, to make to, no. <laughs> to make his voice. Yeah. Uh the second character is the Joker from I guess technically DC Comics, but from Injustice. Uh the Joker is cool. Uh, he's a little different in Mortal Kombat than he is in Injustice. Uh so it's cool that they kind of changed him up. Not by much, but they did change him up. He's a villain. Um, but sort of, I feel about him the sort of how I feel about Sub-Zero being in Injustice 2. Kind of a safe pick. I don't know how I feel mm -hmm. about it. I do like him more than Sub-Zero, so I'll give it a B- instead of a C+. Plus. But, uh, I don't know. It it kind of makes sense, but also I was like, I don't know. I mean, he, we just came off of Injustice 2. You're going to put him again in MKX, or M MK11, rather. So, B-. minus. Um, I actually don't like that rendition of him that much in, um, MKL. Yeah, I don't know. Man, part of me, yeah, and MKL let me feel he was, like, too violent. Like, mm -hmm. but then, like, he's not cartoony violent. Like, that's the thing about Joker. He's, like, cartoony violent. Yeah. When he gets, like, like, he, like it looks like he likes to kill people. That's not the same as him killing people because they ain't his way or he kind of looks like he, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't like a C. I'm not too much of a fan of, uh. That rendition of Joker. Yeah, I, I feel that. Um, it, it is cool. I won't say much. It's sick as hell. I, I did yeah. like him though. 
Yeah, very popular pick. I mean, makes sense. That, but no, they, it seems they do things that they know the fans will react favorably to. So. Yeah, seriously. This next one, um, I'll be honest with you. I didn't know who Spawn was. Uh, I had to look him up from Image Comics. I'm not a big comic book reader, so I don't know all the the non-DC, non-Marvel superheroes. Obviously, you have your offshoots like Shazam and you got uh, obviously Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, the the big ones that separate themselves from the big two. But I don't I didn't know who Spawn was. He looks cool. Uh, I don't know much about him, but he kind of just seems like um almost like a generic superhero, which maybe he isn't, but mostly because I'm not very familiar with him. So that goes with the popularity side of things. I don't know. I I would say eh See, just because I don't know much about him and I don't really care to learn also. <laughs> See, I, I, like, as you know, I, I kind of am like a superhero fan, mm-hmm. but I don't know too much about Spawn, but I think he looks pretty sick for from the little pieces of things I read. I did like how his powers or his stuff kind of works, but yeah, he's kind of off. Uh, I don't I, He kind of fits though in the mold of that dark that kind of foreboding feel of like Mortal Kombat, but I I don't know if Spawn is that guy, but I think he's pretty cool as a comic book character, but I'd go with just like a C to him. Probably C yeah. plus because I like comic book characters, but that's really it. I wonder why they put him in MK instead of Injustice, though. Wouldn't he make more sense in a superhero game? He would, he would, he would fit so much more in Injustice, man. Uh, yeah, because he's... Uh, so like, I'm just reading a quick little synopsis. Spawn is one of the strongest characters outside of Marvel. You're, yeah, so, you know, strength is relative in the world of comic right. books. Yeah. I mean, you know, he can, like, he can transmute objects. He can uh, he can shoot out colony of bats, transform into a massive photon for light speed. He's got a lot of cool stuff to my understanding. Man. Hmm. Oh, well. Um, yeah, like middle grade. I, I give it a C. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next one I know a lot of people liked, but I don't know why, because like I would assume the people that play Mortal Kombat, especially in 2021, would be so far removed from an hey, 80s man. movie, but I guess not. But RoboCop from the RoboCop movie series, people really liked RoboCop, this silly-ass officer <laughs> with his armor. Um yeah, the, I mean, I guess he's popular enough. I I watched the RoboCop movies. I wasn't in love with them or anything, but I thought they were kind of neat. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, for the '80s, I could see the appeal, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I was just like, I think people liked him because he's just kind of robotic, and the way he Robo-Cop. does things. Yeah, it's just <laughs> he almost has a humor to him with the way he does things. So I, I understand yeah. it. Um. But it is creative because they're going way, you know, back in time to, to bring somebody like that. So, and he's popular in, in mainstream culture for the most part. Uh, yeah, B plus, B plus for Robocop. Go to B. He's pretty funny. He's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Now this one, man. You know, we were gushing about this one back when it first happened. Yeah, man. <laughs> we we love this pick, and people hated on us for loving this pick because we we were like. Wow, this is the best. And people are like, why are you giving Mortal Kombat? Yeah. Uh, John Rambo from the Rambo movies. What what a great pick. I mean, come on. You get the Terminator and Rambo in the same game? 
What a great pick. Uh, like the Terminator, A+. Plus. I couldn't give it as a better grade. I mean, what a, what a great pick. It, I, I'd give him an S if I could, man. That character. So sick, man. And even his gameplay is like, dude sets up traps. He does all this cool stuff. And they got freaking Stallone on that Maverick. They got him on it, man. That is gangster, man. They, oh, man. I bet they were so happy to get him on there, man. That is so sick, dude. He Did he do the mocap for that one? I don't know if he did, but I do know he did the voice. But mm. I don't know if he did the mocap on that part. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. What what a great pick! Popularity, recognition, mm-hmm. impact. I mean, yeah, that's great, great pick. Uh, they knocked that out of the park. Now here's the problem that I didn't know what to do here with my Hollywood pick. I was like, man, yeah. I really like Terminator as a pick, and I really like uh, Rambo. But I didn't know who to mm-hmm. give it to, and I didn't want to give it to both of them. So I went a little bit out of left field, and I was like, let me add a character that's sort of in that vein. I went for my Hollywood pick, Mr. John Wick himself for Ooh. Mortal Kombat. What do you think about that? So I haven't seen the John Wick movies. I don't know. What are they supposed to be? Like, is it like he's always in some weird-ass type of movie? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, in some weird-ass, psychedelic-ass, I just ate some mushroom-ass <laughs> movies, man. So Right. So basically, they mess with the wrong guy, and he kills uh-huh. an army of people because they killed his car and – or they, they ruined his car and killed his dog. So he went on a yeah. – he, he killed like thousands of or hundreds of people in the span of three movies <laughs> because they, <laughs> they wronged him. He's a serial killer, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a mass murderer. Yeah, yeah that'd, that'd be perfect, man. Yeah, so I went with another badass sort of movie character like those other two. Uh, John Wick. Come on, put Keanu in the game. Poor Keanu Dude, was in... From the cyberpunk. <laughs> Could have yeah. put him in this. <laughs> man, injustice. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're on a roll with you. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next game is Soul Calibur 6. So the first uh, guest character is 2B from the Nier franchise. Now, you've played Nier. I've never played Nier. What do you think about this pick? Um, I think it's kind of weird, but if you were if you were telling me you were trying to get people into the game, I think near two uh, B would work. I mean, I was, that game's sick as hell, and she would kind of fit in that mold of the game. The the what was it the, the the it was a girl. She won like she, or she didn't win, but she got mad far using two B. Man, I heard she was cheap as hell. So yeah. like, she, yeah, I heard she was pretty. She was up there, but um, she got really far. It was an Asian girl that got far, and I think it was one of the evils or something. Like that. She she was probably one of the one of the few people was it that Kayane? got that far. Yeah, I think it was her, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. She got really far with 2B. Um, I would say like a B because I think she fits in, in the world of Soul Calibur in the sense of like weapons. Like mm-hmm. she uses a lot of different weapons. So she fits in that. And she's a cool looking character, I think. I've always, I really like that character. But I would just, she's still kind of out there. But I think in the terms of getting people in, that might work because a lot of people really like to uh, near Automata. So, yeah. yeah, I think that was also sort of when the height of, of that game was still going up. Um, people were really like the score of that game, the soundtrack and uh, the gameplay. So I never played it. I never tried to play it, but uh, I do think I should give it a shot one of these days. Yeah. I think popularity was like alone. Story. 
I don't know if you you may you may like the storytelling. It's very uh, it's kind of abstract and it's shown the story in different perspectives. So you play different characters in the game, hmm. but you might like it. It's action based. So it's not like a turn based type of game. So okay, but yeah, you might like it. Yeah. I'll I'll go with you. I'll go with B. I'll give it a two B. <laughs> <laughs> you are rolling. Hey, that's man. three. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, she fits. I I, I think. Uh, wise wise choice um the next one i think is a is probably a better fit it's uh garota <clears throat> rivia from the witcher series um solid pick especially because i think the witcher similar like uh near was rising i think the netflix series was either just starting or was you know was about to uh to go into production so people knew that was happening witcher 3 sold really really well so having garota there um i think made sense so it's a solid pick um not solid enough for me to be like oh wow it's an a but uh similar to 2b i think it's it's better than average so i'm gonna give it a, a b plus for a girl yeah, i'll give it uh i'm not too much of a fan of the witcher but if we were talking about popularity aside they hit the park on that one because it probably did definitely help them so yeah i'd give them like the same grade yeah mm-hmm. okay and uh, here's your boy. You just mentioned him, right? Haomaru. From... Oh, I forgot he's in Soul Calibur. He's in Soul Calibur. He's, he's the last guest character in that game. Wow. I got to watch a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, it's cool. Like they're pl- they're all playing uh, guest uh, character swaps. So you got Baiken yeah. from Guilty Gear and Sam Show. You got Haomaru from Sam Show and Soul Calibur. Yeah. Uh, it's it's neat. Um and he makes sense, you know. He's got uh, he's got that Japanese sword style. Yep, he's solid, solid pick. Now, as far as popularity, I don't know how many people that play Soul Calibur know what Sam Show is, right? But out of the other two characters, I like his fit the most. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll say it might seem a little generous, but I'm gonna say A minus just because I think he really fits the mold of Soul Calibur. He's uh you could almost mistake him as a Soul Calibur character. Yeah, you're right, dude. He could him, and I, I would even say, what's her other name? Charlotte. Charlotte, right? Charlotte, yeah, the knight. Yeah, it couldn't even fit in. You wouldn't even notice, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think I'd say a minus two because the only thing is that would set him a bit off is that man. You ain't bringing nobody with Howmaru, man. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, it's still sick though. Yeah, no, he's sick. Um, and here's my weeb side showing, all right, from my Hollywood pick. Also, my shill side showing. I'm going. You're gonna now. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with my Hollywood pick with Teresa of the Faint Smile from Claymore. <laughs> <laughs> the true show, bro. <laughs> Dude, I love Teresa. She's so sick. Uh, also, what a badass character. I. The only part that I was thinking about. Um, not a very popular character probably because people don't really know much about Claymore. So it wouldn't make sense. Although a Claymore is a weapon. I don't, I'm not sure if anybody uses a Claymore as a weapon in Soul Calibur. So that would be different. Um, the other part is that they are, they're not exactly knights, but they're, they're somewhere in between of, they're just like a warrior. Uh, so that's, that's pretty neat. And I think, although Teresa, I think she's the, best character in claymore you would you might go with claire instead because she's the most popular one so i was kind of wrestling with that idea but if i was if i was calling the shots for a guest character i i go to rest all day 
she's the more psychotic one, right? She's the, she's like, like the best claymore ever um, in the series, as far as strength, as far as tactics. I don't remember much of it, but yeah, I did. I think I like I liked a lot of the characters in Claymore. They're all kind of savage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just remember Claire was like kind of nicer, right? Claire, as opposed, to- yeah, sort of. Um, she had like this facade that she was uh, aloof and emotionless, but mm-hmm. she was she was a nice person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, come on, put put Claymore in a fighting game. Come on. <laughs> get you. You get a whole Claymore fighting game, in it, and it would just be a bunch of blondes in the game. I wish guest characters. Would be Eorian and, and Whip or some crap like that with Ryu and Chun Li Power Ranger costumes. An A2. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. All right. And I think we only got a couple games left here. Uh Tekken 7. Uh this one I don't I don't understand at all. We got Noctis Lucius Callum. They say the whole name on that mother. Noctis Lucius Callum. Noctis. From Final Fantasy and Tekken 7. Uh Pringle, this is, I'll be honest with you, I don't care about his popularity. I don't care about the franchise. I don't care about his look, his fit. This is going to be my first F for guest characters. This was, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> why is it in the game? Yo, okay, so I don't really like him that much. Well, they, I had some fun with the game, but I, from my understanding, Final Fantasy XV isn't really this bad. It's not that good. But you could have fun with it because it's, it's not that good of a game, I guess. But um, yeah, I hate fighting him, dog. So you guys have too. I hate fighting his ass. He was annoying, man. God damn! All he does was that, that stupid thing. They poke yeah. your toes, and then he, man, that motherfucker was annoying to fight. And then he could throw his thing and get real close to you. Oh, I hate it. That dude is a Wi-Fi scrub character. No thanks, man. He could go in the dirt. I will say though, his stage is cool. Cool stage because it has all. The final his stage has a his if the stage was a character I would pick his stage prior to picking him his stage I could take his stage you start a character in the garbage somewhere <laughs> yeah leave me Sydney and I'll yeah, yeah, take, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> take Noctis back I'll take Sydney in the back with the car man <laughs> yeah not yeah. even take a trouble <laughs> yeah um, no he's whack I don't I mean not that he's like. Uh, whack because you know if you play him you're whack but just a fit for Tekken like he's an anime character in Tekken what the fuck is that like I don't know he, I, I, I would, he was like the only other guy that used a sword outside of like Yoshi and maybe Raven I would also say I do like his uh, his, uh, his KFC costume basically his uh, fast food joint costume <laughs> yeah. which is funny but not really a fan of the character at all honestly yeah. um Here's a character that a lot of people are a fan of, and it's uh, Geese mm-hmm. Howard from Fatal Fury slash The King of Fighters. Uh, and here's the thing. I, I'm a little bit biased because I, I don't like fighting Geese. He's so annoying to fight. But uh, you got to give them credit. Visually, as far as being a badass male character, which Tekken has a bunch of them, man, he fits the mold. Like, this dude, he's a boss. Like, he's a, he's a boss-looking dude. This dude, ah, stand up, stand up, and I'm like, oh, man, yeah. and the the jokes that come out are hilarious, man. He was busted, man. He was, oh man, I hate fighting, dude. He's this dude. You put a man, him and the stage are horrible because like he brought the stage and with the stage he brought like touch of death combos, man. <laughs> what is this? Yeah, no, he's a menace for sure. Uh, I mean, down jab to the end of your life. 
Yeah, man. This dude got parries. He got everything. God damn. It's it's annoying for sure. But I mean, what can you do? Uh, I will say, taking trying to like objectively look at Geese Howard without thinking of all the rounds I've lost to him in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> I I think solely based on who he is, I'll give him a B plus because I don't believe he's as popular as like Terry. Uh, but I do yeah. think he's a better fit than Terry. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say B plus just on how he impacted the game because mm-hmm. he he really did it he did a number on that game um some some for the the worst because they saw that they would have to balance it a little bit more with some of these meter characters but also for the good because i think it got people to play tekken so um solid pick yeah, i think people that's the one time that an snk character came and worked because yeah. not only was he like geese but he was good as hell, and you could win with his ass. So that worked a lot. So yeah, I, I'd say the same thing. Yeah, man. Uh, and the last guest character for Tekken Seven is uh, Negan Smith from The Walking Dead. Weird, just weird. Yeah. I know. What were they thinking? Like the 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 uh, trailer is funny though, because it's like from the from the show, yep. but. Nah, he he gets an F on me too, man. I don't, I don't really like. I don't like fighting him either. He's kind of annoying. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't get the pick. I think it's mostly for like a popularity sake. Like, hey, let's try to get people that like The Walking Dead to maybe play our game. But outside yeah. of that, uh, he really doesn't make sense for the game. He's not as much of a fail, I don't think, as as Noctis, because Noctis is like, "What are you doing here, you little boy?" But like him, <laughs> but him, I'm like, "All right, he's gritty. Tekken has some grit. I get it." But ah, D plus, you you almost failed. Uh, it just doesn't make yeah, sense. He failed for me still. No. I don't like him at all. <laughs> but here's my Hollywood pick, bro. I think you'll appreciate this. I know we uh, got we got a bunch of them, right? We we have a lot of characters inspired by Bruce Lee. But fuck it. Put another yeah. one. I'm going. <laughs> let's yeah, yeah. let's stay in the Bandai Namco family, right? They make the Naruto games. Let's get it. Rock right. Lee in Tekken. <laughs> he would look so weird because they'd have to make him like more like like human looking and stuff mm. like that. So he would look so weird, man. <laughs> in a Tekken world. <laughs> but yep. hell yeah, let's get it. Rock Lee, baby. Rock Lee. It's, I think it's like, Taijutsu, come on. Bruh, his rage drive, he like pulls up the weights. Ah, and then he gets you know, He opens the gates? Out. Hell yeah, let's get yeah, it. Sick of them. Nah, he would be too good for the game of Tekken, man. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Best character ever, I swear. Yeah, I, I I, mean, I know we already got, you know, you got Martial Law, you got Forest Law in Tekken, not Seven, but yeah. I mean, you know, in the franchise, um, we already have a Jackie Chan clone and Lei Wulong. Uh, mm-hmm. We got a lot of these type of characters, but I think Rock Lee would be so sick as a guest character. And, yeah, and he got the uh, the drunken fist, mm-hmm. so he can, like, that could be one of his stances. The dude got a stance already. Mm-hmm. I don't think I want to deal with another lay, uh, another one of those stance games, though. man. I'm those lay those lay players, man. I would because I would be so confused in fighting him. Like, how are you supposed to fight him? And people, and then I fi- I figured out there would be no real guy. People, I felt like the people that played the character didn't even know how to handle it against fighting their own characters. So like none of it helps. Yep. They got no idea what they're doing. It just works. 
Yeah, man. It's cheap. Yeah, it is. Um, and our last game for this topic of the week is um, Street Fighter V. Street Fighter V does not seem to really like the idea of guest characters, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. They don't do many of them. And when they did, they did one, and it was within the Capcom family. And it was the last, uh, I guess not the last, but uh, the penultimate DLC character before uh, Luke shows up, Akira Kazama from Rival Schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's the only guest character in Street Fighter V. I like Akira a lot. I, I like her look. The gameplay is different. Um Cool fit, not very popular, I don't think, because I mean, come on, Rival Schools in 2021. I mean, how many? Unless you're in the Capcom family, how? I mean, you probably don't know about Rival Schools. I know things, but yeah, man. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I like, I like it because it's different. It's different, so I can appreciate that. Even though it's still, you know, Capcom owns that franchise and they don't like branching out too much, right? But um, yeah. solid, solid. I'll give it, uh, I'll give it a B. Solid, solid pick. Do you think that they don't not because I didn't realize it, but now that you mention it, they really don't get guest characters. No. What do you think is up with that? They just not like uh I personally man, I think if your plethora of characters are so good, why not just use those? And then maybe sure you could sprinkle in a guest character, because like I feel like they've spent so much more time picking up characters from like old games, which is pretty cool. Like, um what's this dude? Uh what's the dude with the tires? Wasn't he in another game? Or Abigail? Something like that? The guy- yeah. Mm. Is he from another game? I don't know. I think he I might think. be. Um, I don't remember where Abigail's from, but he's if he is in another game, he could be... He was in Final Fight, yeah. Oh, maybe I missed the guest character then. Abigail, Final Fight. Hmm. Final Fight, yeah, to Hagger. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, to be fair, though, Abigail is that one character that he's easy to miss i guess i don't know what it is but yeah they really don't add much guest characters in. they make their own from scratch and i gotta say the ones that they make are pretty solid like minat was a pretty good one mm-hmm. you know that's a really good one out of there man um i can't think of any at the top of my head yeah. but they brought back rose and, and old man over here uh freaking Oro, uh, yeah. but yeah i don't think i don't think they they experiment with guest characters, at least not outside of the Capcom family, for sure. Like, they don't mm-hmm. really do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, here's my Hollywood pick, and I think it kind of makes sense because of the fact that he's a martial artist. Uh, and it, it would be popular because I think this series is doing really well right now. But I'm going with Garo from One Punch Man. Oh, that'd be cool, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't want to put Saitama in there because how do you implement him in a fighting game, right? but but garo actually has martial arts roots and if we're talking about street fighting this kid's a street fighter put him in there um you would have to limit some of the stuff that he can do with his monster powers right but if you just talk about human garo man he would fit perfectly and he's a badass character you you would just make him a sinister um almost anti-hero like he's not he's not for good and he's not for evil he's just here for a fight and that's what Street Fighter is all about, right? Yeah. Man. See, but then, like, I don't think that would work very well popularity-wise. Because don't nobody re- know much about him as they should compared to Saitama. Mm-hmm. They're like, what? What punch? 
course I had time, man. But then it's like, you put him, he's going to kill everybody. He can't, you can't be surviving against One Punch Man. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be cool, though. Yeah. That, I think, uh, I don't know what I would do for Street Fighter guest characters, but he just kind of made sense to me just because he's a out-of-the-box martial artist. That's what I was thinking. It could put Rock Lee in, and <laughs> he would work really well. <laughs> Yeah, you put guy in his wheelchair and shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! But uh, yeah, that's all we got for fighting game topic of the week. Um, it's like a fun exercise. I like I like doing stuff like this. It's fun. But uh, now we're done with that. We can go to uh, Hollywood Mail. Round three, Hollywood Mail. All right, we got. Let's see. A baker's does not really. No, we only got seven. <laughs> <laughs> I ate the five. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, the first one comes from Zio on Patreon. And uh, this is a troll question. But he asked, recently there's been talk of Hollywood sponsors. Now, while I do think Manscaped sponsor is really, uh, or rather really fits the core values of Hollywood, I do have a suggestion for another popular sponsor of YouTube slash podcast. Have you considered keeps? Feels like it would be perfectly on brand. Oh, by the way, would you please be kind and ask Pringle to give his take on Wi-Fi warriors? He's saying keeps because um, I'm, you know, as I'm growing older, I'm personally losing my hair. My hair. Oh, yeah, I got. Man, you know, I'm already pretty much yeah, getting that balding stuff going on, man. We're there. We're there. You know, our, we're, we're becoming boomers, so uh, we're getting older, losing our hair. So it would make sense. Hey, keeps, hit, hit us up. If you want to <laughs> sponsor Hollywood, um, I do have to reach out to Manscaped. Shout out to Manscaped. Uh, but uh, he's talking about Wi-Fi warriors because he knows that I'm a Wi-Fi warrior. <laughs> he knows. I hate Wi-Fi warriors. Yeah. I discriminate towards all of them. Hmm. I hate them all. I still appreciate Matt because he's my friend. But I hate him currently because he's a Wi-Fi warrior. So <laughs> I respect it. I respect it. At least you stay true to your values. <laughs> <laughs> of course. That's why he did that. That's why he probably has that, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I think if the when the connection, like, I think the only time I can kind of play with Wi-Fi words and when they catch me when I don't notice is in Skullgirls because that's the only place where the netcode is, like, good enough to handle it. It is, I will say, Pringle, it does feel really good to say, good on my end. You <laughs> 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 <He's> scumbag. <laughs> Something about saying that sentence makes me feel like, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me get my Ethernet cord connected. Yep. It's connected. It's like, good. <laughs> um, but no, I'll, I'll become wired here soon enough. Um, okay. We got Lurker on Discord asked, what are some of your favorite matchups in fighting games? Not necessarily your most favorable to your character but the most engaging and fun that makes you exhilarate the heat of battle damn it's a like a reuse sentence at the end there yeah man oh boy i got a i got a good one uh you'll appreciate this uh persona i really like uh fighting igus as labrus it's a tough matchup it sucks interesting yeah it's uphill no, it's an uphill uh, battle because uh, I guess doesn't have to respect you. And and uh, on knockdown after super, because she don't respect you at all, man. Yeah, yeah I guess it's nuts, dude. Yeah, she can just aerial backdash every single time, and La- and Labras can't do anything about it. Um, 
but it's a fun matchup to climb as Labras. It's very hard, but it's it is engaging. Like it makes me think is like I think it it's one of those matchups that gets you better as a player overall. And I'm like, I know this is not in my favor, but I like fighting it because it's just it's hard, it's challenging, and it. Um, I don't know. I I don't like turning off my brain too much in fighting games. I know a lot of people do. I don't really either, man. I really like to use it. It makes. I feel like that's the point of it for me personally to use it or find ways to to manipulate it and make it challenging for me. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I wish I could take one from Persona. I kind of do like, uh, I like the, uh, I like the Chie versus, uh, what's her name? Akihiko. Akihiko. Uh, no. <laughs> Akihiko. Uh, no, her name, uh, what's the chick, man, with the, the, the fans? Oh, uh, Yukiko. Yukiko. There you go, man. I, I, li- I kind of like that matchup. In the context of uh, just having to kind of, you got to really fight your way in. The moment you lose neutral, it's like, yeah. It. Oh, it's tough. I like that feeling. Like, I, I get there, and I, I just got to go ham. And, and if my ham doesn't work and you get out, I lost. Yeah. <laughs> and that's my... Uh, that's that, I kind of like That's those an uphill matchups. climb, too. The, I like the uphill climb matchups, to be honest, man. Uh, I would say something that would be cool I don't see too often is like grapplers versus grapplers type of... Hmm. I don't see those matches too often in, in general. Um, I just like those matches where like it's it's really, it's just going to be hard for me. Those, those, those are the, my favorite ones. It's going to be hard for me and I might not win, but I'm going to try everything I got to win. Right. So yeah, I like those. It's funny you bring that up. I re- one of some really entertaining matches that I remember watching during the Street Fighter 4 era was T-Hawk Zangief. Very fun match to watch. Mm, yeah, man, that would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I won't even lie, since you mentioned the Ryu thing, one of my favorite matches that I think I like watching with his weird is uh, Ryu versus Chun-Li. It's, yeah. uh, it's such a kind of like the same, but it's not, and I kind of like seeing those kind of matches. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, I would say, though, like I feel that like the exhilaration or the that type of stuff has kind of faded a bit with how the games are coming out now and like i feel like some games characters kind of fit the role not as much as before but man, i don't know maybe i'm just talking to my ass because I haven't, I haven't i haven't felt like when i play a game i don't feel that as much as i used to so yeah i know i i, I, get, I get what you mean yeah, I, I i definitely felt that with persona though because like in persona it it has that feeling that is kind of reminiscent to like in Skullgirls where like you want to have every character should have an ability to do something even at it, at the worst situation they're in. So in Persona, like a lot of characters just had tools that they could use, but some some characters were just a little too strong mm-hmm. against all the other like, guy. What was this Ken? He was a Ken. little too much, man. He was, yeah. he, the fact that the dog could get knocked out, but it wasn't like... The dude's dog, I barely, rarely ever saw the dog get knocked out, man. It's honest, hard to man. do because he can heal him. Yeah, exactly. So it's like some stuff like that was. But that's why people would pick Shabbers. <laughs> they wouldn't pick normal Labbers. They would pick the other one. So Yeah. But, yeah. That, that, game, like that. that game was cool because it had um, catered matchups. So it's like just because mm-hmm. you were top tier, like if you pick Margaret. Um, mm-hmm. I think Margaret fights Narukami really well. But yeah. and I think uh Sho loses to Narukami, not like a landslide, but I would say six four pretty consistently, right? 
but I think Sho fights Margaret really well, like better than Narukami, yeah. even though Narukami is a better character. So I really like that about yeah. that game. That, that's the type of stuff I like to see, though, because like when Sho fights Margaret, it's he's like gummy. He's really gummy. He's hard to keep away. Mm-hmm. The dude will just keep going at you. Um, does uh, What's this dude uh, with the blonde hair? Is he good in any matchup, man? I never really see people use that guy. He's so slow. Chair guy, the grappler. Oh, Kanji? Yeah. Mm, I don't know what matchups he excels at. Yeah. He's the grappler. I mean, you know, he kind of has the same game plan. Get in, electrocute, try to command grab. He was so boring. He's yeah. the same thing. He's not very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Um, okay, we got uh, Toby on Discord asking again, because I asked right before the hiatus, uh, when Tekken 8 exists, would you like tag to be implemented as a mode, like how tag was for MK9 and most DOAs? Sure, as long as it doesn't sacrifice from the one-on-one version of the game. If that's the core version of the game, one-on-one battles, I'll say yeah, I'd, I'd like that. I'd, I don't want, I don't want a tag-only Tekken game though. Is that like what, what? Like I, I don't think I know too much about the tag mechanics. Is it like one of those things where you can call somebody to fight or something, or like they? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm assuming it's just like you know, instead of having one on one, you're just two on two, kind of like Tekken Tag. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess that would be fine. I think the next one will probably just be a normal Tekken. I don't know. If that yeah. Would be like a. But I, I mean, I'm, I'd be all for it as long as it's like, to me personally, as long as there's some good form of balance. Because like when tag games come out, man, the problem with a lot of tag games is the balance, man. They have just way too many balance issues. And the bigger the roster, the more harder it is to deal with the balance. But if they do it right, man, uh, yeah, man, let's get it, man. Take it eight, man, let's go, man. Bob and and, uh, and Raven, let's go, man. Speed, wait, yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't care. To me, if it's just the game mode and not the actual game, you can make it as busted as you want. Like well, I don't. Yeah, cool too, yeah, man. Yeah. Um. All right, we got Foko on Discord. Ask, what is the best singular metric to determine if a modern fighting game will have lasting popularity? So this is a thinker question, and then I put some things that are some aspects of fighting games that I thought could be the metric. So let me know what you think about this. I put down traction on social media, being mm-hmm. like Twitter, Reddit. Uh, so how many people are talking about this game where the FGC congregates? Online mm-hmm. metrics as far as numbers. So like YouTube, you got video numbers, how much content is out there for this game, um, those type of metrics. Uh, trackable player numbers. So you know how you can see on Steam, you know, Melty Blood has 400 players playing right now or... You know, all that stuff. So if you can find those numbers on PlayStation, on Steam, uh, that's that's one metric that you can look at. Tournament status. Is this a game that's relegated to the main stage? Is it a side tournament game? Is it something that people are entering at a, at a high clip? Um, and then the last thing is developer support and communication. Like how often is a developer actually communicating with the fan base or the players of this game about... Uh, the uh the status of the game and how it's doing what's its future i think you need all of those honestly to be able to to get a good idea of whether this fighting game is going to last for a while 
But since you got to pick one, unless you, the one that you're thinking of is not a part of the list that I made up here, mm. what uh, what do you have for like a single metric to identify if a game is going to have a, a long-lasting life in the FGC? Man, that is a huge-ass spider web of a question, man, to be honest. I don't even... I feel like we could go on for hours about what that could possibly be because... So if I were to say something as stupid as love, I mean, that, that yeah. might not even really be enough because that could be fall into the fall into the developer support communication. One thing that makes such a piece of like that, it's, it's almost like a timing thing. I almost feel like sometimes too, like depending on the time of when the game came out, how will that help in its long run? But then I'm also thinking of how much is, how popular is popular? You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. is popularity like long lasting popular? Cause like, let's take a, a game that's only been out for less than a while, I guess like a month now. And it's had, it was like a, it was like multi blur, right? Like twelve thousand views, and now it's only twelve thousand players. And now it's only like at like, and that was the peak though. So that kind of doesn't matter. But now it's at like three hundred, four hundred. Is that popular anymore, or is that like, you know, or would we take like Tekken, where the level of popularity is still really high, mm -hmm. and it still managed to maintain that throughout its lifespan, which is a pretty amazing. Uh, it's so hard. I don't, I, it is such a hard thing to, um, how you can tell. Which ones would you eliminate problem. on there though? If you had to eliminate, like, take... you're like, nah, not this, not this. Mm, I would kind of maybe take away, uh, maybe the traction on social media because YouTube in a way can work as its own form of social media in this weird kind of concept. Um, but then like, it's, it's really hard. Like, you know what I mean? Cause like, it's almost like you can't do one without the other. Cause like, if you take out Twitter and Reddit, people are not going to be talking about it. Like, you know, Twitter's that thing. YouTube is just kind of like a, a, a echo chamber. Cause like, it's just comments and nobody's talking in comments. People don't really, you know, we don't, we don't really converse in comments. You just see the and views like, numbers on the content, right? You're like, well, I think it's doing good because it's got this many views. Yeah, exactly. And, that, and being able to track the amount of people playing, I think is a pretty good thing that we're, we as PC players can do because on console, you don't know. It's hard. I don't know how many people play. Yeah, man, you don't really, there's no uh, charts or anything, but being able to tell that can help the developers and the people making the sales. Okay. Not enough people playing our game. We need to make more people play our game. What are we going to do to make more people play our game? And tournament status is pretty important, though, because, like, there's, like, for instance, like, let's take, like, TFH, for example. That game is not going to have any big tournament main stat. It's not going to have any big screen exposure. It's just going to always be a side game. Mm -hmm. If it did have more exposure, maybe it could have, it could start hitting that, those beats of, like, getting more long more popularity and then maybe that in turn will make it have a lot a lot more lasting popularity because the more numbers it'll have the more people that will continue to keep playing the game because like right now i don't know how much people play tfa but it's very 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 small so that could help it just having that you know a grand spectacle of yo this game is still being played kind of like scoregirls gets that main stage feeling in like um combo breaker and then it shows people people are still playing this game so it does help that fan base each year when it does pop by 
and having that communication with devs is, is very important uh, as we finally have started to notice that the lack of developer support and communication i mean we basically play their game so if they're not willing to listen to they're going to let their game go to the ground and like you know it's never really good so it's such a like a, a spider web of it's, it's a load it's loaded it definitely is and I wouldn't say there is no, oh, maybe like as stupid as it is, maybe it is really love. Because <laughs> like if you love your game enough, you want to let it succeed. Thus, you try your best to keep going with it. Because I mean, like Skullgirls and I'd even say Rivals of Aether, they're, those are basically like this dude, uh, Dan Fornacci, the guy that made Rivals, basically wanted to make Melee, but easier. So he made Rivals of Aether. And then at the time, Mike Z and all those people made um, Scrollgirls because they basically wanted to make Marvel, but not Marvel. Mm -hmm. So they made their own game. And then now they're still being played, albeit not at the highest numbers, but they're still being played despite being years older than a lot of other bigger AAA title games where, you know, they still have, they have their cycles. You know, Street Fighter Five. There's not a lot of love in that game, but look, you can tell that they make the name, they make the numbers because of the name. So it's such a hard type of thing. Maybe it is love. Maybe it's corporate sponsor money. Right. <laughs> it it all kind of helps if you're able to just reach out another person. It's very very hard, man. Very very hard to answer that question. Well, I think I think the answer is that like there probably isn't a single metric. I think you just need them all. Yeah, you, you really do because, I mean, we can say like the Guilty Gear Strive pretty much is hitting all those beats now. If it didn't like it was before, it wouldn't be doing well. If it didn't have the communication and the, the because it was getting a lot of like people were talking about it, you know, but then now a lot more people are talking about it. And now it has the communication with devs. So they added the rollback netcode. If they didn't have that. Strive wouldn't be so good. But then I also have this weird thing where it's like a timing thing. They dropped the game where nobody had anything else to play. So it's like, hell yeah, dude. So they hit it at a right time, man. They got all the big numbers, big names looking at it. And now social media is a thing we have to look out for when it comes to, uh, if I was a dev, the thing I have to look out for when it comes to releasing my video game, if I wanted to make a specific amount of numbers and all that stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great question, though. Maybe we'll we'll revisit that as a topic. Yeah, we should. Mm -hmm. um, we got three more questions here, but since we went a little long on topic of the week, let's roll these back. We're going to roll these back to episode 39, uh, just so we got a little bit of a backlog. Uh, so don't worry. I got you. So Goofy, LLDJ, and Icebox, I got you next week. You Your questions shall be read. Um, Pringle, we got Dirk, feature of the week. Right here, who gets Dirk's collar? <laughs> Get it, man. <laughs> I think I think you'll appreciate this. So, the 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 feature of the week this week is uh, none other than Luke Ainsworth. So during top eight of uh, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom three at NEC twenty twenty one, you got our boy Luke over here uh, appears to fall asleep during uh, commentary. <laughs> In between matches uh, on stream, and uh, this was hilarious. I don't know if this is going to make this guy more popular or if he's never going to commentate ever again, but either way, he made a name for himself. <laughs> well, 
I wanted to see the match, man. I was like, I wonder what was the what was going on that made the dude just fall asleep, man. I don't dude, know. Sometimes those be running late as hell, man. Like that's the problem too. Like them brothers be like, man, it is three a.m. And sometimes the commentators, man, they they sometimes could be commentating the whole day. So it's like I remember I did it for the uh, that on, on Ultimate Smash Brothers Ultimate release. They did a we did a big thing out here. It had like a hundred plus people in a venue. And I did commentary for that the whole way, man. Yo, yo, I think it was like 10 hours of just me screaming in the mic. <laughs> so that can be kind of tiring, man. So, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, though. He fell asleep. Yo, shout out, shout out to Luke, man. I like the fact that he was like, man, it's so cold in here. <laughs> yeah, he was like, yo, my bad. He's like, he's like, he didn't even know he was. That's how that's how you know it was it was he was either really bored or really damn tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh but shout shout outs to him. He he pulled a, a resident sleeper on stream, but uh it was well worth it. It made made a lot of us laugh. So uh shout outs to Luke Ainsworth for uh, a worthy uh Dirk feature of the week. Good for you, mister. All right. Uh last but not least, uh this is sort of what I have for next week. So on the horizon, um we're going to rank some content. So now that I'm going to do the FGC Hollywood Plus episode about talking about content and inspired, uh, I want to talk about content and like where you and I view it in the FGC and how we rank it, like by category and by creators that we like. So uh, I'll put that together for next week for uh, probably topic of the week. Um, we'll prepare for the KOF uh, 15 beta that's happening on the 19th. So uh, we'll, we'll kind of talk about what we're expecting from KOF, what's going on with that game. Uh, pre-beta, uh, since it could be a make or break for that game. Who knows? Um, take more Hollywood mail. Uh, of course, we'll we'll uh, answer those rollback questions. Um, and yeah, we'll see what else pops up with news and stuff. Uh, before we get out of here, uh, congratulations to Dragon Ball Fighters uh, for selling 8 million copies worldwide. Uh, very impressive, even with that netcode. But... You know, it's a Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball is a crazy machine, and it just keeps on going. So good for them. Gentlemen, they not are they even are they still making shows? Are they? I don't know. Uh, I think Super is still happening, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but rest in peace to Jump Force. It's getting shut down. Uh, <laughs> it's not only getting shut down; it's getting pulled from the digital store and. Uh, its online Damn. functionality is ending next year. So, rest in peace. Um, and uh, last but not least, we didn't really talk about it, but Whip is now in um, KOF 15. She looks kind of meh. I didn't really care for her. Uh, five characters to go. She's character number 34, I believe. I, there's supposed to be 39. So, maybe my vice will make it, but I doubt it. Man. I didn't even look at the whip trailer, man. To be honest, <laughs> you didn't miss much, really. Yeah, I, I'm seeing a little bit of it right now. Yeah, do you think that they're getting better with, or do you think they're updating? I like her stage because it reminds me of um, uh, Metal Slug, man. I think that's what it is. The stage, yeah, that's yeah. that's freaking sick. Yeah. They they debuted um, that stage with Ralph and Clark, though. It's not new anymore. And I'm old, God <laughs> damn. Was podcast before? No, no, no. I stopped watching KOF trailers a long ass time ago. To be last one I watched was Dolores, and like before that, I wasn't watching nothing, man. Mm-hmm. She ain't got the view though, like the Shermie Trap Monster right here. No, Man, what was the, 
There's Haven. There's K. I didn't see K. Isla. I ain't see that. I ain't see Ash either. Oh, we missed it a bunch of them. Be. They're in the hiatus for sure. I know that we missed those, but I didn't even see any of those. I didn't see Ramon. I, I don't. I saw Athena, and I was like, nah. But uh, I probably will use her too. She's like dry bread for me. I like that kind of character. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, she's. Eh. She looks like she's know. holding a giant Ethernet cord for her. For her. <laughs> <laughs> she got the Amazon basics cord. Yeah, why does the cord look like that? It looks so like. Why couldn't they get another better color? Blue doesn't fit her at all. I, was she always? Did she always have a blue whip? Was that it? I think. Or, don't quote me on that, but I think so. I don't know. Man, I just read the comments. It's right too. Yeah, she did always have a blue whip. Yo, this is no cooler, man. Did I just feel no cooler, right? I don't think so, actually. No. What was that, man? No cooler, no Hinako, no buy, no, no vice, no dice. <laughs> what's this right now? I'm confused. But you out here adding, uh, what's this guy Ramon? And people are like they said they like Ramon, but I don't. I don't really care about it. Well, I don't know, man. Yeah, way to way to end the show on KOF fifteen vibes. <laughs> yeah, they're missing me with this one, man. Yeah, well, we'll see. They got five characters to go. They got an open beta. Uh, rollback is coming to that game, so that's good news. Um, and we'll see. I won't play the beta because I don't have a PlayStation. But uh, who knows? I'll let you know. I'll, I'll try to. I'll try to hit it up before. I'll let you know if I can. But Sick. I'll try. I'll try to hit it. But, uh, yeah, that's all we got for FGC Hollywood episode 38. And, uh, yeah, Pringle. Again, I know we've it's, we're already, we already got an episode in the books with 37, but here we are with 38. I feel like I'm getting uh, more into the groove of uh, – I felt, I felt really rusty last week. I was like, man, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. This week I feel much better. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm back to podcasting. I know what to do. We in this thing. We grease the groove, yeah. baby. Grease the groove. I felt I felt last year I was like doing a ten point turn to try to parallel park. This week I was just like <laughs> whipping it in. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. ah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, everybody, that was FGC Hollywood episode thirty eight. My name is Max Bleiser. That was Pringle the One, and we will see you guys probably next week, unless it's super slow, unless, and then we'll let you know in the Discord. So uh, join our Discord, check us out on Patreon, and we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Take care, everybody. Peace.